This episode of the Rad Broadcast is brought to you by Tech2U. Tech2U strives to deliver superior technical services from professional and friendly staff while maintaining their principles of credibility, accountability, and customer service as they grow. With locations all over Northern California, Southern California, and Las Vegas, Tech2U provides in-shop repair, mobile services for residential and business, and remote service provided online. Tech2U repairs everything ranging from printers, scanners, screen repair, motherboards, keyboards, touchpads. They'll even recycle electronics. Visit www tech2u.com that's tech the number two u.com or call 888-340-8324 that's 888-340-8324 for tech2u the rad broadcast don't be shy you gotta have the you gotta have it pointing towards your mouth there you go now talk. I'm intimidated by having something this long and fat in my mouth. That's not what I hear. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm not used to this. <laughs> Good. Well, you'll get used to Interesting. it. Interesting. So this is what they feel like. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it feels like in your mouth. Exactly. All right. So I'm going to call the missus here for a second. Hold on. Right. One second. Let's see if we can actually make this happen. That clown is tripping me out. My it clown? Your it clown. We should do a quick tour around the studio real quick before, before we get started. Absolutely. Yes, my husband. Yes, you are. Uh, you're on the phone, but I'm actually recording right now. So just heads up. Don't say anything filthy or. Okay. Filthy. Okay. Um, I have a proposition for you since you're going to be coming back to the studio. Okay. Would you mind picking up a, just a New York strip steak from, from the store and bringing some. <laughs> okay. Mayonnaise with uh, you? Best, I got you. Best, New York strip. Best foods mayonnaise. All right. Best all foods. The fat, all the fat. Best foods. I'm is, go to the best foods is what we have, right? Yeah, best foods. Yeah, yeah, yeah but none, none, of, none of that best foods uh, olive oil crap. Not the olive oil crap. Yeah, the, no. the all natural no, 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 stuff. No, no, no. Like legit mayonnaise that you'd make ranch dressing with. Right. Yep. Right. Uh, that's the one. So bring bring that with you, and then when we're done here recording we're going to do a quick taste test and we're going to include that on this episode since michael's the one that brought <laughs> brought the mayonnaise thing to my attention ultimately uh cooking the that, steak and the mayonnaise so we're going to do that on the podcast right totally cool i'll do that um anything else you want me to pick up do you want to just do lunch together that way might as well okay um then i'm gonna i'm gonna one up you and I'm going to do my salmon with my mayonnaise mixture, and we're going to barbecue both of them, and you're going to taste this for the uh, first time. Okay, so then we'll do it at the house. We won't do it here. Yeah, we'll just we'll record it at the house. That's awesome. Perfect. All right, thank you. Thank okay, you're you. welcome. I love you. Love you, too. Bye. Bye. Well, that, that worked out well. I love her, too. So I guess we're barbecuing today. Yeah, we are barbecuing today. Well, thank you for joining me, Michael. I, I know that you, uh, you've you been telling me that you've been nervous and you've been uh, meditating and you've been talking to some people about this whole thing. And, and it's a pleasure to have you. But honestly, this is just my opportunity to just hang out with you and have a, and have a good time. So Something. there's no pressure. Nothing to, nothing to be scared about. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, hang, hanging out and uh, eating your barbecue and your food is something I'm actually very good at. Yes, I know. I'm well aware. <laughs> I will drop everything. So how are you doing? Uh, I'm actually doing pretty good. I'm uh, coming to the tail end of some revisions to the, uh, the Casa. Oh yeah, that's right. You're just yeah. showing me pictures. So you, you bought a house how long ago? 
I bought a house uh, four years ago, right before uh, the bubble started growing again. <laughs> the bubble? Oh, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> so, are, is your hope to fix it all up and and flip it flip it back around, or is this going to be no, your no, no. your this spot? Is, this is my spot. That's my base of operations. Looks uh, it looks really good. I didn't know you had the. You know what? I think about it now, looking back. You have worked in construction <laughs> and and uh, and and uh, uh, contracting, right? Um, I handled a uh, demolition team for about a year and a half or so. Well, um, what you're doing is the opposite of demolition, though. True, true. You do pick up uh, to uh, actually a great place for people con- in construction to start is is destroying the stuff. Is that like <laughs> deconstructed food? You you take it apart to know like all what's inside in order to get a better what understanding. Is this? This looks like an olive. That, nope, that's a mushroom. I'm not eating it. <laughs> um, no, uh, controlled demolition, unless you're just tearing it down with a big old huge uh, excavator or something like that, um, you you definitely have guidance by somebody to tell you to come in and just destroy that, but please don't destroy that. And uh, it's in that way that you start picking up the, the nuances of It's truly a craft. These construction guys, um, I think they get, a, um, they get a bad rap. Did you ever blow any, anything up? I'm sorry. Did, did you I ever blow? get to blow anything up? <laughs> <laughs> I get asked that all the time, of course. <laughs> um, no, no, we didn't get to blow anything up. Well, um, you say demolition. <laughs> I, and I see I see those videos of all the, the Vegas hide, you know. Uh, building, yeah, taking down a building, a uh, bit, bit past my pay grade. Um, yeah. No, we uh, destroyed things with weed whackers and machetes. And Seriously? You take a weed whacker to a house to, to pull it apart? Sometimes you get those weeds, they stuck to the side of the home and yeah, you, yeah. We you just dig into the house. Dig into the house, man. Just, you don't stop at the weeds? Uh, well, it's either that or get down on your knees with a shovel or a, or a pickaxe. Or well, we all know you're good at getting down on your knees. I am. I'm very good. I mean, that's that. how you get all these construction I'm a professional, jobs. really. Yeah. Yeah. I've done it all my life. So <laughs> how long how long have we known each other? I think it's been uh, a little over five years, right? Six years? Seven years? I missed our anniversary. I missed our friend's anniversary. We did miss it. I yeah. don't think we can remember our friend's anniversary. No, because when it all started, we yeah. I was just, <laughs> I just moved in with uh, my, uh, my roommates, Brandon and uh, Victor. Yes, you did. And this was the, kind of the beginning of the... <laughs> The bachelor party days. I yes, it was. I remember the first day I met. I remember the first moment I met you. you oh, were, that's knew. so sweet. I know, right? It was. Uh, well, it, uh, I remember I, it was a party. It was a Halloween party, wasn't it? Was it? A Halloween party. Yep. Yeah. And you were, oh, God, you were dressed in some ridiculous outfit. It was like a chef thing or something. Chef. I don't know. I think I was just. I was more. Oh, I do remember. I remember. It was a um, saloon guy. Like yeah. I, I was dressed up like an old west. Uh, old Western saloon uh, bartender, basically. which I clearly didn't care about because no, you were ca- you, uh, you were carrying uh, some really delicious looking smoked ribs <laughs> in a huge tinfoil uh, <laughs> barbecue vat. I mean, it was a vat of just great smell. Oh man, I don't even I don't even remember a time that you hung out with me that I wasn't cooking. <laughs> We started this whole thing out with me ordering food for us, and now we're gonna go. Bar- I'm gonna go barbecue you food. It is why I hang out with you. <laughs> well, it is good food though. So. Oh God, um, that you and other Brandon, um, yeah, you guys absolutely throw down. I have it turned I've- into a competition there between me and other Brandon, other the big Brandon, the guy that who was my roommate at the time. Because actually, I grew up with him. 
mm-hmm. all through uh, childhood. I, I think we registered at the school the same day and we were in the same classes all the way through uh, grade school and then stayed friends through high school. And yep. fortunately we kept our information so that I was able to be like, Hey man, uh, <laughs> I, I'm homeless. <laughs> Do you have a room? And uh, just, it all worked out. And, He's uh, homeless now too. You know that, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's yeah. really sad. I, I keep meaning to answer his calls, but yeah, I'm know, just so busy. Poor guy. No, yeah, I, hope, I hope he's okay. No, he's doing great. He's actually doing really He's married. Great. He just bought a house. He did. Well, that's what I meant by like, once you buy a house, it's not his house. No. Oh, God. No. <laughs> it's his wife's house. Damn right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> She's the breadwinner. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, I, I love them both. Um, but yeah, we, I remember you coming through that party with the, and everyone was talking smack about how you guys cook. Mm-hmm. And I've had barbecue. I actually can barbecue oh you're you're an excellent barbecuer but you don't ever use your meat you don't ever you don't ever first of all marinate your own meat you always buy the packaged meat (laughs) that's not true with like stubs already pre-built in there (laughs) that's a scheduling issue ah Uh, yeah so the excuses come out again that was a Uh scheduling issue and and when you look at the time (laughs) it takes to really prepare a good tri-tip or good beef Mm -hmm. um it it takes days of prep yes Um, it does and uh, I and, and you get the invitation to the parties like a month ahead of time, no, maybe no. two months sometimes. No, what you? I usually find out secondhand from oh, somebody right. else, and I just show up, and you're like, well, maybe not, maybe other people's parties, <laughs> not my parties. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I have been, I have been known to go by the. <laughs> Oh, that looks good. Southwest. <laughs> It'll roll great. And uh, I did take uh, quite a bit of roasting from you guys when I show up with, with those. Well, yeah, because we do spend the days prepping the you meat and, and going through all those yes. steps and processes and, uh, to make the best barbecue we ever can. Something that I absolutely enjoy as, as that tri-tip goes right into my mouth. And oh. I'm just sitting there just slushing until I go, I know this is Brandon. <laughs> It's gonna be so good. Oh, this meat is gonna slide down my gut. Like so, like it, it, I'm. I'll be honest. Like there has been times where I want to just go get rid of it all in my stomach, just so I can go back and eat a whole another one. Mm, so, yeah. so good. So you're very good. Very good. But yeah, we, we can talk about meat all day. But the <laughs> the fact of the matter is, our meat brought my meat brought us together in it the did. beginning, and it, uh, it kind of spurned <laughs> this this whole friendship that's lasted six years. Seven years. Oh yeah, seven years. Yep. Sorry. Seven. See, so, I gotta write this down. I gotta write down okay. the friends anniversary. I met I met you and Brandon um, the same time that I met uh, my ex. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so that was the same party, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was the same party. Wow. Um, <clears throat> we uh, had. I remember the gummy bears, the 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 vodka gummies. Yeah, we had a whole bowl full of which no one wanted to touch. Vodka soaked gummies. Yeah. And no one well, they were disgusting. Them. They were. Yeah. And, uh, was there was odd. no like service, uh, no no ladle or anything to no. pull them out. You had to just gr- grab them there with your dirty grubs. And yeah. and no one would touch them. No, I so, wouldn't. So guess, guess who just... Yeah, you did. I did. You I, ate them all. I did. I just dumped them in. I took the whole bowl. Well, it, <laughs> I was like, let's do this. That was disgusting. It was so good. Oh my God. It was. I almost wanted to puke. But I felt amazing in about 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I want those gummies kicked in. <laughs> I think I went and sat outside in your backyard and just stared into the into the fire. <laughs> Sounds about right. Why <laughs> watch you guys beer pong? Yeah. So we've we've had our fair share of partying, but the, mm-hmm. those days have kind of come and gone, and, yep. and we've all kind of grown up, and a lot of stuff has happened in those six years. Seven years. Seven years. Yeah. That's, That's right. right. Sorry, That's I, cool. I, I'm, I'm, I got to write this down. You should. You probably have a cup of coffee. <laughs> <at some point. laughs> and. Uh, and I think it was actually you who kind of got me inspired into to being really fit 
crazy. Not necessarily crazy about fitness, but you got yeah. me really thinking about it technically, and and it kind of grew as as kind of a second hobby in the beginning because you came up with this concept that just resonated with me from the beginning, and I I always I always wondered why this wasn't a more widespread thought in the fitness industry. But it's like your your approach to fitness is a lot more fun, but also fundamental. Yeah, because yeah. it it reduces so much injury. And I mean, what just to, sure, give, to yeah. give the audience no, just a absolutely. little bit of background. But first of all, how old are you? <clears throat> oh, I am. Oh, oh God, forty years old. Forty oh, over. Oh my God, forty over there. Barely yeah. made it here. I'm oh. due for my second nap today. Did, did you bring some shanka? You got to make sure you're hydrated. I know. <laughs> uh, no. Uh, yeah, I am a uh, whopping 440. Uh, and so when did you get started in fitness? Because this has kind of always been your thing, as far as I can tell. Yeah. You're, you're a pretty fit dude. Thank you. Even when you're not working out and you're like saying, oh, I got so much belly fat. Belly and you're like, fat. Yep. It's, it's like you still look like you're, you're ripped and you're still looking pretty good. So well, yeah. what, what's your secret? Well, I shop, for, I shop for the correct shirts. The correct stores. <laughs> okay. And, you know, make sure that they are, they're, they're tight, the right spots and loosen the right others. Um, no, I got into fitness. Um, I actually, I'd gone through a, uh, serious uh just personal matter uh in my early 20s and got introduced to a lot of working out and i'd always been involved in um athletics uh played soccer yes for all you football fans soccer is a sport and you need to deal with it <laughs> you're gonna get shit from oh that. i know that's okay bring it on you football flunkies it's okay <laughs> you guys can run really fast for 30 seconds we can run all day it's not our fault it really is Anyway, um, so I played soccer for about 18 years, played baseball for about 14, 15 years um, from, you know, from the time I was four all the way until uh, obviously collegiate wasn't there. So I went into the, you know, softball realm with men <laughs> um, and uh, just was always attracted to competition mm -hmm. and just doing the best uh, that I can out on the field. Um, I never was a gym guy in the high school. I was actually more into uh, singing and um, choir and were you really? Yeah, no way. I, I would have never pegged you to be the band geek. I was not a band geek. I was a choir geek. There's a difference. <clears throat> we don't go to band camp. So where do you go? We do it. Right, I remember we do choir. it right there on the stage, pal. We I, don't need to go to a camp. I was okay? a band geek, and I am proud to say I was. <laughs> but the choir always followed us around. It was never. They always went to the same kind of competitions and fe festivals and True. camps. We did. Um, no, I, uh, I, I did a lot of choir in high school, did rest. I wrestled in high school. Wow. Um, so I did a lot of, you know, that kind of stuff. And then, um, but, uh, to get back to the fitness stuff, um, I got involved in it and I saw what my body was doing as far as shape wise and how much fun I enjoyed just pushing the body to an extreme. And I realized I wanted to learn about this. Um, and it's weird that, that I'd never really been um, focused on learning something quite the way that I was with health and wellness. Mm -hmm. like I, and, and at that time I didn't realize how connected I was to um, a fitness uh, modality of life. Mm -hmm. I really didn't. I just knew it was fun. Um, and then I was, I, um, I'm going to name drop here. <clears throat> um, I decided to pursue it through a vocational school of training at Bryan college um, where I was lucky, uh, blessed, um, universe opened up a avenue to a guy named Dr. James Byron Austin, Dr. B. Um, he is an amazing 
absolute guru uh, for all you Star Wars freaks. This guy is Yoda. Nice. When it comes to fitness. Although so, Yoda on crack would probably be a better <laughs> description. Of so that. like the, the, the Yoda that took CrossFit? No, no, no. Uh, this Yoda would have uh, CrossFit as uh, the dark side. Oh, it is. Yes, okay. It, it well, it so has Vader its, CrossFits. Um, it has its purpose. Okay. It does. CrossFit absolutely has its purpose to keep the balance in the universe, in the mm, force. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But for the regular Joe, for the guy and girl, for the woman and man, um, who are moving into an area of their life where they either are focused on, they just want to lose weight because they want to look and, you know, look better in clothes. Perhaps it's a self-confidence thing. They just, they, they want to, you know, tackle a new journey. Mm-hmm. They want to flip some tires. Flip some tires. They want to see what they can do. Yeah. Um, CrossFit is absolutely um, an engaging and uh, absolutely dynamic, fun uh, environment to be in. Unfortunately, what they don't tell you, and I have been through many CrossFit workouts from beginner's standpoint where they didn't know who I was, um, to the advanced, um, they do have instructions for the, the things that you want to avoid. But like you said, how I present a fundamental approach, um, in my opinion, they miss so many key functional movement requirements that it's very, it's, it's very, it's like, <laughs> I was talking to uh, someone today about CrossFit and it's kind of like this. Um, it's kind of like you just, Brandon, purchased a brand new Tesla, $90,000 Model S. Beautiful. Beautiful, right? And then you come to me and I go, that's an amazing vehicle. That thing is badass. You guys, you're going to love this. Check out this four-wheel mud track that we got right over here at the Yukon. I need you to take this puppy. And you you can do it. You can do it. <laughs> you can do it. And get your butt. And you, and you would look at me if I told you to do that with your 95000 starting Model mm-hmm. S Tesla. You'd look at me and say what? If I told you to go four-wheel driving your Model S Tesla. I'd say, no, I'm not going to do that. I just told you you could do it. No, but not in this, not this no, brand new... It's not even rigged to do this. What are you talking about? No, it's, it it's got even, four wheels. It can go, man. Not there. Why not? I could probably get to the base of that, but what, it's not going to go any further without you, ruining it. You're going to oh, ruin oh, it. Oh, you would ruin You're it? You're going to ruin the, the suspension. You're going to ruin <laughs> the tires. You're okay. going to ruin it all. Well, you can fix it, right? Yeah, but, you know, it'll cost so much. Tesla's already so expensive. But you technically can put a new suspension on. No, well, yeah, you technically could. If but you had all the money in the world, you could technically take a Tesla four-wheel drive in and fix it, But would it right? be worth it? Ah, okay. If you were filthy, god-awful rich? Maybe. If I had the expendable income, sure. But okay. no, I'm not going to do that. Would you say the average CrossFitter has a... Sus- uh, what'd you say? I, I, that was a big word. I didn't know big words. <laughs> a suspension? Yeah. <laughs> no. Uh, an income that was, uh, what'd you say? Oh, an expendable, expendable. income. Expendable. Yeah. yeah that's, that's, that's a big word. Try not to use big words. Uh, no, an expendable income. Most people, I would say, don't have an expendable, in, an expendable income. Um, and uh, when you are going out into CrossFit, and if you do not know, and I will back this up with science for any CrossFit and maggot that wants to, call, you know, Email Ooh, in on yeah. Oh, CrossFit yeah. Smack Talk. Here yeah. it comes. If you think you have the science, I have no problem bringing the actual science that all uh, exercise fitness modalities are based off of. Um, and it will absolutely show you that not only are you wrong, but you're messing around with their Tesla. 
Mm. And I'm talking about your body. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if anybody's ever broken a finger, if they've bust up a shoulder. I fractured my arm once. Did you go to the hospital? Yeah, I had to get it wrapped up, but it wasn't like... Did you pay awful. for it? Not medical insurance. Did parents. You, and each, oh, you're, oh, so you were... Okay, yeah, so I was that a doesn't kid. Count. That doesn't yeah. count. When you are a grown adult that gets in a car accident, if I don't... It just And I'll use my example. I broke my index finger, which I'm showing you right mm -hmm. now. You see my finger? It's the one next to this one, right? Yep, it's that one. Exactly. <laughs> and... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> there's a scar. Can you see the scar? It goes from oh, yeah. Finger. That's a big that? scar. Oh, yeah. It's huge. Did you have to, didn't you have to have surgery on that finger? I did. There are nine screws into that, oh into my that God. little section of metatarsal. Or not metatarsal. I'm sorry. That was That's the toe. This is the finger. Phalange. Anyway. So, Phalange. Yeah, exactly. So uh, basically, you have nine screws into there. And what people don't realize, and what I didn't realize, I had always taught it, but I'd never experienced it, that there is a kinetic chain. CrossFit talks a lot about it. The kinetic chain. And what people don't realize that even just this one broken finger all the way through my left side of my body has completely compensated for the injury that took three, four months for me to be able to move my finger completely Whoa. again. Um, we're talking about locking up the forearm, the bicep brachialis locking up, then the anterior delt and your everything in the front aspect of your body is like injured, like, oh no, don't touch me. Mm -hmm. uh, this guy's not working. So we're going to overwork to, to help him out basically. And then you got other muscles that are like, oh my God, I've got to do all the work. And I'm literally experiencing that. And it goes from the finger all the way down to the right side of my foot. My all the way down. From your left side to your right side. The, yep. the uh, complete opposite complete side. Complete opposite chain from one broken finger. I'm able to, ident I've identified these issues as a guy. And thankfully, because I'm trained and I've, you know, I've, I did the education, I know what to do. So, I can't imagine someone going into CrossFit. <laughs> And, and ruining do, one side. Busted ACL. 80% yeah. of people do CrossFit. 80% of people in their first 90 days have some sort of ACL, MCL, lower back lumbar issue, a displaced disc, a rotator cup pull. A, usually the bicep brachii pulls on the AC joint. Mm -hmm. And next thing you know, these guys have aches and pains. And then you, I don't know if you've seen the new tape that goes around the. Yeah, it's like black uh, tape. It's kind of like segmented and in certain yeah. spots. Yeah. It's a, it. It's acting like a support. Really? Yeah, like a tendon. Like Ten a ligament. Wow. Like literally the stuff that's in the body, we've now created to help on the outside of the body because, in my opinion, you just weren't taught that fundamentals. Mm. Um, so they're, they're basically making like an exoskeleton patch patchwork mm -hmm. to, to repair the, the muscles before they're fully ready to, Not even to be used again. It's not, they're not designed to repair. They're huh. designed to support while you do the movement so that you don't feel the pain. Wow. Pain, yeah. And pain is the body telling you you're doing something wrong. Like, I, I, th this is not how your skeleton was designed to move. Yeah, but the, the, whole, the whole motto or the whole slogan is uh, weakness. Pain is weakness leaving the body. Correct. And pain is weakness leaving the body. However, there is the good pain. And then there's the bad pain. Mm. There's and, the burn. <clears throat> and then there's the, oh my God, you're doing way too much. Stop, rest, relax. Yeah. I have a, a, a sister of mine who CrossFits like crazy. She has blown out her left knee. She just ripped her bicep off of her, off of her, uh, her arm. Is that when like one side just completely snaps off and it just yeah. kind of balls up on, on the yep. other side? And yep. you, so you have to actually physically go in there and, and reattach it? I don't know. I've never torn a bicep. But so how did, 
That's insane. <laughs> Why? Why even do this? That's, like, what's I, the point? You can get just as good, if not equal, just equal, if not better results doing other things, couldn't you, you? Have you seen a gymnast body before? A gymnast versus what? Like a crossfitter? No, a gymnast. Oh, yeah. Yes. They're, so, in, they're nuts. A little bit about CrossFit. CrossFit was created by a former Olympian uh, gymnastics. I can't think of the guy's name right now. I, I mean, I have information, but I'm not like... A, no, it's not that important. Yeah. It's just CrossFit. So anyway, he, he was a former Olympian gymnast. And he developed and created and looked at his body. And it was amazing. I don't know if you've ever seen a male gymnast body. It, I mean, aesthetically, if you look at it, if you're into that... It's been about 10 minutes since <clears> I looked <throat> it up. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Really? Yeah. 10 minutes? Ten. Yeah. While we were talking here, I was just looking at gymnast, male gymnast bodies. You were? While you were talking. Yeah. Yes. You didn't see that? I did not see that coming. No, no I'm really. missing out. <laughs> I'll pull it up again in about 10 no, minutes. No, I'm good, man. No, I, I just have to I'm rehydrate. Cool. No, I'm going to have to rehydrate. <laughs> 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 anyway, all right. So uh, he created, he, b- b- people were looking for a new thing to look be- and feel better. And he created uh, CrossFit, the high intensity workouts that he did. He just put it into a, uh, you know, a, a team environment where mm-hmm. everyone can, you know, you, you, you compete for time, how much you can do in a short amount of time, which is what gymnasts do. Right. They're very explosive people. Um, the problem is, and I've asked you this question before, so you know the answer. Um, the number one injury prone athletic competition is gymnastics. Mm -hmm. Like the one person that gets hurt the most is a gymnast, not, not rugby, not NFL, not football, not, not polo, not, uh, water polo. It's not even a contact sport. No, it's not. It's just you pushing your body to its absolute furthest limit. You are trying to do things with a human body that it was a, not meant to do, and let me do a disclaimer here. I love gymnastics. I think it's amazing what they can do. Oh, but they're, for like everything in life, for every, for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Mm-hmm. So when you choose to do gymnastics, you are choosing, unless you have great form and technique and an intense uh, core strength, and I'm talking like from deep to external, um, and the ability to move energy through your body, unless you have those types of abilities, um, cognitive abilities while doing these explosive movements. And when I say explosive, I mean, you've seen gymnasts. I mean, they're doing these things in split seconds. Mm-hmm. They have to. Explosion. And they're only doing things for uh, what? I mean, the one thing that runs the longest is usually with the, the mat dancing or something. Yeah, but and there's like, there's some <clears throat> lulls in that routine that mm-hmm. if when they're not doing those crazy triple 360 yeah. spins in the air. Like the like, horse. Yeah. The pommel horse, those right. guys just... Turn around, anybody, watch Palmer Horse again. You can see how they're just forwardly rotated sitting on those shoulder joints mm-hmm. as they're just rotating around. It's Throwing a, their body weight around just from their shoulders. Just from their shoulders. Yeah. Just, that's why they have such huge shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, they have to be able to take that force and that load. The rings uh, for men and women, um, unbelievable because that force is uncontrolled. You are the focal point when you're with your hand wrapped around those rings. So my point is basically that with CrossFit, you are taking people that have lived, lived or have led sedentary lifestyles or used to be competitive and are coming back into it or mm-hmm. have never, you know, never worked out a day in their life. And they're coming and they're doing things that absolutely, you know, blow. If, unless you know what you're doing, you're going to lose something. Now you go back to your Tesla. 
Now, I, if you have the money, you can go back and replace a Tesla. Right. Do you have any idea how much it costs to replace an ACL, to replace a knee completely? Well, I know for dogs, because I've done it for a dog before, uh, both of them, about three to $4,000 per leg. It's just, that's for a dog. For a dog. Yeah. So how much would it be for a human? Do you know? Way more than that. <laughs> I what really if you just want to go to the vet and get I, it done. Like literally, I'm shocked that you said that number. Really? <laughs> I'm like, if I have a knee problem, I might go to a vet. Like, look, <laughs> I know the anatomy. Just put me different. down as a great dame. <laughs> I am a mastiff, <laughs> English mastiff. <laughs> That's crazy. Man. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, to to replace, so like for example, my finger, the broken finger, with surgery. And everything else, it came out to be around seventy eight thousand dollars, and that an insurance paid Jesus. for Jesus, for, for nine for nine bolts into your in your finger. Well, this bone was not broken; it was shattered. Oh, okay. It so they had to reconstruct. It. They had to reconstruct it. Okay. But regardless, you're, you're paying all of these different organizations and departments within that medical community, um, and it still doesn't work. And my point is, is that your body is finite. Mm -hmm. You don't have another one to go get. You can't, guys. You cannot go up to Walmart and order and you know. Yeah, busting my shoulder. I'll buy a new one. Right. I'll get the Under Armour version. And you got to, and then at this point, since you've injured your your finger, you can't necessarily go back and do the same type of workouts you did before. You now have to adjust everything, mm -hmm. readjust everything. I have to do a correct. Uh, my specialty is corrective exercise therapy. Um, I handle people that are. You're certified in it, right? Correct. Yeah. Uh, so if people, if people heard you on this podcast. They could reach out and hire you for like private, mm -hmm. private yeah. training and that kind of thing. Yeah. I have my private insurance. Um, we never talked about this nope. prior, prior to our recording. So if you don't want me pimping your services, <laughs> no. um, uh, I do have, well, let me, I'll, uh, we'll go over my, my credentials, I guess. I have a bachelor's in science in sports management and wellness, uh, with an emphasis, emphasis, emphasis in kinesiology. Um, I had advanced associates and, uh, uh, I don't know what the heck that thing was called. Advanced associates in sports science. I think it was something like that. Okay. It's been a while. It's not, is it not, it's not as important as the other ones is what you're getting at? No, actually the associate's degree was way more important than the bachelor's degree. Well, you should probably remember what it I is. I know, right? Well, um, <laughs> because, uh, I, again, I, and we're kind of peg legging back to that, uh, Dr. B, um, the Yoda. Uh, mm -hmm. fitness. Um, and this is a separation of trainers, uh, for the people that are out there training. Um, I'm NASM certified as a regular certified personal trainer. I also have my PES was performance enhancement specialist, my corrective exercise specialist. Um, and then my bachelor's and the associates, most of it was emphasis in anatomy. And I loved, absolutely loved anatomy. And Dr. B told me, you know, told her to our class, and it was very simply said, look, if you know where the muscle begins and where it ends is movement and what it's supposed to do, then you can, you can program for anybody, for anything. Um, his philosophy was you do not do anything at all ethically to hurt your client. And then he made a very impactful um, statement. Or he just was impactful in my life, period. Mm -hmm. He's uh, one of those mentors. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. He really had, resonated with you. He has the ability to teach. I mean, you know, you've heard of kinesthetic, visual, and auditory learning. Totally. Yeah. I mean, I, I, cause you said that I like watch the videos no every single day. I was going to say, you said that like you had no clue what I'm talking about. No. Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> this is fine. So, uh, people le uh, learn in three different 
avenues relatively, um, and we float through them all. Uh, some people learn visually, like that's how they, uh, for some reason, the re- information is retained when they visually see it. Mm-hmm. That's visual. Uh, auditory. That's me. Do you visual or auditory? Auditory. Auditory. So yeah. you, you hear it, you know it. Uh, absolutely. I, I can learn a song by ear within 10 minutes, and I'm playing it on the guitar. Boom. Yeah. And auditory. I, and I did hear your twinkle, twinkle little star on the guitar when I came in. It was amazing. What? What? Hmm? I know. Um, and then there's <laughs> and then there's kinesthetic. Kinesthetic learning is people who you can tell it to them, you can you can show it, and it don't matter. They gotta do it. Yeah. They have to literally learn by doing the or performing or whatever. Um, and he had this uncanny ability to teach in all three forms at the same time. Wow. Yeah. And when he when I went to the school, when I showed up for orientation. He had just taken over as the athletic director at Bryant College, and it was still in its uh, newborn phase. And um, he has a doctorate in like three different things that I don't even remember. And he's he's been training for his entire life. Um, short little guy, uh, bald like me, because we don't we we don't appreciate hair like you. My hair just gets in the way. It does get in the way. Yeah. I've not, I haven't bought shampoo in years. So I'm just, I, I, that's how I justify it. <laughs> I look at the money I'm saving. There you go. <laughs> you're, you're more aerodynamic too. Dude, you're just I, getting through life so much quicker. I took my son to a haircut yeah. the other day, which I haven't gone in years. And she's like, yeah, so that'll be $28. And I was like. "For Wait, how old is your kid? Oh, he, my little, my little bear is three years. Three, three years old. Three and you're paying nearly $30 for a haircut? Damn near For 30 a three-year-old? For a three-year-old. What? That's, That's what I how said. Much I looked. I, I looked at her. I, I said, "What?" I said, "Twenty? You, you serious?" Did, she, did, did your kid get a hot towel? Did, I said, like, <laughs> "Did he get a complimentary no, juice box?" No, no. Because that's usually what you get from those barbers, and you paying and, about that much. And money. I did all. And I did all. I mean, I, technically, my little bear. He's he's very well behaved. He doesn't. I mean, he's he's a chill dude. Um, and he just sat there and was very. And he was just yeah yeah okay. Um, so I did. I mean I didn't. She didn't have to do any work like to even keep him still. Like a part of me wanted to like, tie him down or anything. No or, no, yeah. no no tying down at all. Uh, <laughs> well that would be bad. Right. <laughs> so um, I don't know how. Well we, that's crazy. Uh, so well, oh, anyway. because you're saving money, <clears throat> you don't have B. any hair. Doctor B doesn't Dr. have any hair. Do you think yeah. he saves a bunch of money by? Switching to Geico as well? No, no, he's not a believer in uh, any any kind of insurance. Oh, he believes okay. in his own his own power. <laughs> to be quite honest, but, I have no idea what's going on here. Right, that's okay. That's okay. Uh, so, Doctor B, um, he, I had the, the, what I'm getting is I had uh, um, an interesting experience learning how to be a trainer. I had over two thousand practicum hours before I even stepped foot in the gym and, and hired and um, had a had a client. Mm-hmm. Um, so what my day was for almost close to two years, it was show up Monday through Friday, uh, from eight to 2 PM. And from eight to noon, I would sit in a class and learn anatomy, physiology, biomechanic movements, energy pathways, um, cellular structures from nutrients. I mean, we're talking down to the chemical quantum physical level. This guy was detailed on what he wanted us to know to be able to go be a trainer at any one of your local gyms. Is this normal for a vocational school? Like in particular, the one you went to, is this like, is he like the dead poet society type of type of guy where he throws the curriculum out the window and says, this is the right way to learn. Or is this like just kind of standard Um, for most vocational places in case people are interested in, in going down this route? Do they, should they seek out a Dr. B or is that something that they teach? Oh yeah. If you can find a Dr. B, yeah, if you find a Dr. B, then then if you are really focused 
on helping somebody and you're not in it for the money. Mm -hmm. And, um, and when I say by money, I mean like you are trying to develop something that will go global Mm. or at least nationally. Like a P90X type of program where you, where you have the, the next big, the next big thing. thing. Yeah. And unfortunately in our business, the next big thing usually is a, I got the answer. Mm-hmm. You're going to go, go, go until you drop and you're going to look amazing. Which is what CrossFit seems to be, which is what this keto diet seems to be. It's like once these new fads come out, it's this is the end all be all mm-hmm. until we, until, until everybody learns like what you have already known based on your, your training over the many years. Correct. Is that CrossFit is actually terrible for your body. Well, it's, again, I want to, I want to scale that back. It's not that it's terrible. It's not you will get those results. Me, I, 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 I'll dip into CrossFit every now and then, but I know what I'm doing. I know how to control the energy. And when I say, and this is a key component, you have to be able to control the energy moving through your body. Mm-hmm. And I've done this with you. Mm-hmm. Um, we did a practice session where you did it your way and you did it my way. And I'll let you, what did you experience? Well, the, the techniques that you, that you demonstrate and, and preach about are the the basic fundamentals of actually keeping your body in check and and making sure that everything is moving the way that it's supposed to and still getting the optimal results out mm-hmm. of it. And when when you introduce it to me and I I've had the pleasure of you introducing it to other people and kind of watching the same reaction where people kind of go, "Oh, so this is how you're supposed to move. <laughs> this is how it's supposed to feel." Uh, I can do this without feeling pain. Yep. This is a miracle. It's all, yep. it's not like a, it's not like, it's, a trip. Uh, it's not, <laughs> it is a trip, but it's not like, it's not like it's a secret either, which is weird because the, the, no, it's not. the technique that you, uh, that you came up with, I don't know if you want to share what it's called, but. Well, I, it, let, it, let's, a, give, let's, let's give credit where credit's due. Okay. I earn, I learn. I developed the name of it four point body check and I do have it, um, uh, online. It's not set up yet. Um, still, you know, I'm kicking things around. And- so this is your idea. <clears throat> this is your idea of the next big thing, but you're not necessarily out to, to no. get a bunch of money or fame or notoriety from it. You just want to be able to I'll accept whatever. Share you're, it. Yeah. I want to share it because I know that what I'm doing is going to help you feel better mm-hmm. than what that guy over there is having you do. I have seen trainers take 65 year old women that are hunched over and they started their physical fitness practice with a slam ball. And, take, and that's to, that's where you pull the big medicine ball over your head and then you slam it down in front of you. Yeah, right? like that giant hacky sack that looking yeah. thing. They're usually black and silver. And to have an old lady who's hunched over doing that. Oh God, she walked in. <laughs> this is a this is in Folsom gym, and she hobbled in, and me and another dude that um, uh, I am going to name drop him Reza, really really good dude, absolutely on the same level of fitness and energy. Love him. Um, does he resonate with you? He does resonate with me. Um, <clears throat> one of my boys. Anyway, so that was, I like that. That was pretty good. Yeah, um, you can use it. She walked in and she was literally taking small, tiny steps because she the mobility was just wasn't there. Like I was like wondering where her walker was. Like, and why? Why is she in a gym? 
No, no, absolutely not. For people like that, you want, I mean, if you want to you stop, want to help. Yeah, yeah, God, oh my God, like you don't have to stay like that. Right. Even if you've got torn ligaments and, and blown out knees and shoulders, there is a way around the pain as well as to facilitate ways to alleviate the pain. And you don't need a ton of Advil. You don't need to be popping ibuprofen and Motrin and damaging your kidneys and damaging the insides of your body while you're just trying to maintain a a lifestyle where you go, where you're not waking up in bed and going, oh, I need to stay in bed in order to, to feel good. Yeah. Nah. Like I'm again, 40 years old. I don't roll out. Of, I, I sleep on an air mattress right now because like I, I literally dumped everything out of my house. I sold everything. So you can fix it up and so I can fix it up yeah. and start over start fresh. fresh. Yeah. I wanted oh, brand new. Look. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and then Tesla did that thing. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, I mean, it was, it was a positive thing for me to do, but like my point is, is I'm 40 years old on an air mattress and I don't, I mean, I roll out of bed as if I don't remember a time when I've ever rolled out of the bed and been grabbing knees and elbows and shoulders and back and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. It just doesn't happen because I do the daily maintenance or, I mean, I'll hit it at least once a week, maybe twice or three times a week right now. Um, for the stuff that I refer to on your daily maintenance, you, mm-hmm. you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, which I've been neglecting for a couple of months now. I heard that. I heard you guys stopped in June. Yeah, well, you know, summer vacation happened, and it was easy to get out of the out of the momentum because you know the gym was far away, and I was enjoying my time off doing vacationing stuff. And uh, yeah, so yeah, when we came back from vacation, it was back to work, and it was easy to <laughs> get out of. <laughs> Of the habit of going to the gym. Now, I know I need to go, and I know that I know that my body is suffering because I'm feeling these aches and pains come back that, like in my lower back, that I just I know will go away once I start getting on the elliptical again and starting lifting weights again. What's that? Foam roll. Foam roll. Yes, uh, doing the foam rolling. That's right. Self-myofascial release. Yeah, I, I need to do some more self-love and self-care um, instead of the uh, you know the masturbatorial kind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I that mean, doesn't always do all of the work. The the beauty of it is that you're never so far gone that you can't start yeah, bringing it back. True. My, my neighbor, my literally my next door neighbor, she's a 67 year old wonderful woman and uh, loves doing these little dinners. And was, do you live in a retirement community? Uh, no, you're hanging no, out I, with all these I, old women. I don't, man. I, I don't. I, <laughs> I live in a house, bruh. In a, a retirement house. community, I live in my own house, bruh. <laughs> Um, no, I got a nice little pad. I got, I I know, I know. I've seen a cute little thing. It's your old neighbor. Are you training her? She's got chickens, bro. She gives me eggs every morning. Really? Yeah, dude. Fresh fresh orgo. Yeah, I get orgo chickens every morning, bro. I don't have to do nothing. That's awesome. And then I hear them clucking in the evening when they're laying them. Yeah. You know, "Mm, here comes breakfast. (laughs) It sounds delicious. And she'll go, she'll just sit there and just like for like an hour. Your neighbor or the chicken? Possibly both, <laughs> but just the chicken. And I'll sit there and I'll be like listening. Sometimes I'll just like, oh my God, dude, like that must be a, this is going to be a good omelet tomorrow. It's going to be a big one. It's going to be a big one. Go get, go get her. <laughs> uh, but she broke, she literally fell and busted her ankle bad, like a clean break. It's actually what you would want versus a straight. Did she have life alert? No. Oh. no, she didn't have life alert. So did she just scream for you? Nope. Oh. No, she has a husband. Oh, yeah. oh good. So yeah. her husband's life alert. Yeah, her husband has life alert. That's good. So, nope, they got her to the hospital and they did our thing. But her physical therapy, PTA, gave her some information and I just looked at her and I said, was that it? Is that, that's literally all they, they just gave her a little me. pamphlet? Yeah, they said, stay off it. Mm-hmm. 
um, be very gentle with it and just kind of, you know, get back into the groove of things. That's about it. Yeah. That literally was the only instruction they gave her. And I looked at her and I said, oh, my God. Like, I cannot believe that this guy or girl, whatever, has a job. But come here. And I grabbed a, I went to the Walmart and I got her a small little foam, a foamy foam roll, mm -hmm. came back and I told her, I said, this is what you're going to need to do daily mm -hmm. because you're in an injured environment, which means there's inflammation. It means your body, your brain right now is sending fire electrical signals to muscles down by your injured area and everything is seized up. And if you do not start massaging, moving and, and just playing around with that, it will, uh, think of it like as oil that just is sitting there, starts to guck up. Or calcify, you mm -hmm. might want to say. And then those are those little knots that you find in your body all over the place that just don't want to give up. They don't want to go away. Like you hit them for a little bit, like you massage your, your husband or wife, massage them a little bit, but they're mm -hmm. there the next day. And I teach people, how would you like that not to go away a little bit more and more each day and not come back? Right. And that's what allows that mobility and flexibility. And I started doing it with her. And within three weeks, I literally saw her run after some turkeys in our, our front yard with my little boy and, and her grandchild. No shit. Three with. weeks later. 67-year-old uh, <clears throat> woman. Yeah, she went running across the street. like I don't know what noise she was making. Yeah, yeah you Georgetown, you know how that sound goes. <laughs> and uh, I, I watched her run across the street. And I went, I looked at her and said, hey. That looking pretty good. And she's like, yeah, I do it every day. It's working. It's working. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. That's great, Thanks man. Thanks for paying me. See, it's this, cre <laughs> it's this create. Yeah. I <laughs> know <laughs> she's fine. Uh, she pays me in eggs. There you go. <clears throat> and uh, th this whole being in touch with your body and everything and, mm -hmm. and having, having all of this knowledge about what's going on internally um, and it, being able to teach it to other people, getting all these certifications. It's something that I'm very grateful for uh, learning from you because it's something that's always stuck with me. Like even when I started going to a gym earlier this year, I hired a, uh, a personal trainer to just kind of get, get my ass kicking in gear and mm -hmm. uh, just kind of get the beginning stages. Cause the, the hardest part is starting. And I, I tend to work better when I have somebody barking at me and telling yep. me exactly what needs to be done and pushing through it because it's easy for me to be like, Oh, oh I got to get 15. I'm on 12. Ah, all right. I'll just put it down, <laughs> you know, and I, I need yeah. that coaching and it just, it's something that, that resonates and works with me. Um, so that's a, that's a valuable lesson that I took from you because knowing the form, knowing the four point body check and knowing how to keep things in place in order to get an efficient workout, mm -hmm. um, has always been just kind of always on the top of my mind because it's just so important to making sure that I'm doing everything right, correctly and healthy so that I don't injure myself. But did, did it help out during the session? Oh, absolutely. And I would, I would get into that position and I would be constantly complimented on my form, because, you know, I, I'm, I'm doing everything kind of, you know, right without him having to overcorrect me or put me in a position that I wasn't uh, in already. So, so he wasn't having to work very often. Yeah, not really. He, was just, <laughs> he, put down, he put down the program and said, okay, this is how many at certain reps. Uh, just wiggle, the, wiggle it around. I know. We, we've got, got a janky operation here. Is that You're working fine. now? You're good. Sweet. I can hear your beautiful, sexy voice. Excellent. Oh, our, head, our headphone jack over there is just a little wonky. You're good. That's You're good. okay. Uh, well, at uh, least, at least uh, yeah, my, my philosophy was, uh, look, if I took you on as a client, I'm not interested in, in training you for five days or a 
a week and a half so you can fit into your wedding dress. Right. Um, I mean, I, I'll take those clients if I have enough room, but I'm interested in a client. You're like, look, six, seven months. You train with me for six, seven months, I'll change your life. Exactly. I'm, I've always been interested in teaching and instructing someone so that they are doing things that they don't get hurt. I don't want them to get hurt. I don't want them to go out there and do a deadlift because they're feeling froggy that day. And then they just throw out their lower back because they lifted through their back. And so many people in our industry, we have cues for it. I mean, I'm not the only trainers teaching this stuff. No, I, I know. But um, you're just, you seem to be the one of the few that use, use your platform to do something correctly instead of just pushing a workout regimen just to get the results now. Like the like what you were talking about, if you have time in the schedule, you'll work somebody out so that they can fit in their wedding dress. Right. But, but that's not that's not necessarily your no. your end game, your goal, I'm your a, mission I'm, statement. Yeah, I'm definitely a long haul kind of guy. Yeah. I think of the long haul where like, look, okay, I can smash you CrossFit right now. We'll blow we'll blow that weight right off your body. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. uh, but you will learn to move energy through your body ineffectively. Mm -hmm. And that's the problem. We are human conscious beings that at once we learn to do something, especially with physical movement, once we learn it and we get it, it sticks. Mm -hmm. It's a subconscious. It, the brain goes, ha ha. I just did that. I'm going to do that again. <laughs> I don't care if it's right. <laughs> I'm going to do it again. I did, I did, you know, I did all those burpees or, or those muscle ups or whether cross, you know, the, these insane things that they sometimes do. Um, I did it and they'll go and do it again. Mm -hmm. And it's hard for listeners to, to, to really understand this, but every time you pick up weight, and I did this with you, every time you pick up anything, doesn't matter how much it weighs, that energy, the weight of it, physics, we're talking science. And for people who don't believe in that, go away. Um, <laughs> every time you pick up anything, that energy is now moving through your body and connecting to the earth. Every time. Does not matter. So when you pick up the 25-pound dumbbell, it is moving through the body. It's just being supported somewhere, mm -hmm. usually in the shoulder. I teach people to support that weight. And to, you, can, you can shift it. You can move it. It's with that four-point buy check. And I remember when I developed it. And I'm going to tell this story for your listeners. Okay. So Victor, Brandon, and Brandon. My roommates. I'm, yep. the, I'm one of the Brandons. There's He's another Brandon. The Brandons. Yeah. Yep. And then Victor. All three of you, we were talking about it <laughs> in uh, that, that family room mm -hmm. um, where we first met, where that house over in Antelope. And um, I just remember trying to like, like, no. And then you do your hips and then, okay. And then, and you can do the, And I remember the other Brandon. Um, he wasn't getting it <laughs> and it was driving me nuts, and I lost my shit on you guys. Oh my God. Well, he's not a very graceful dude. It's six I foot four, six whatever foot it is, whatever. He's a giant man. Yeah. So it's, it's hard Behemoth. for him to, to look like coordinated sometimes. He must spend thousands of dollars in hair products because <laughs> he is the hairiest man I've ever For removal. Oh God. Yeah. It's horrible. Um, <laughs> love, I love his tri-tip and his, his barbecues too. Um, his brisket is getting really good. But, oh, yeah. yeah. That's okay. <laughs> we'll see about that. <laughs> That's right. You Stir you just, the see, pot. You just tell me these things so that I can cook it up. It does. His brisket His brisket is mouthwatering, and he smokes it, too. Just oh, yeah? You know. yeah he right. smokes it. He smokes it. Smokes it very good. We'll see. <laughs> For how long? At what temperature? It doesn't matter. Yeah, I know. No, I can't give he you He does it wrong anyways. I'm going to no, do it right. Do it. <laughs> I don't believe you. I'll have to be there to test it. <laughs> Um, so, uh, no, he, uh, I just remember he wasn't doing it. And I said, fine. I was like, I said, I said, Brandon, damn it. Fine. Look, point one, 
And I told him. And point two. Now point three. Point four. Oh, aha. And I remember him looking at me and he said, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, we can call it that. Four point body check. And I looked and I thought it was the dumbest thing I ever heard in my life. I was like, well, we'll figure something out. <laughs> and then as time went by, we, you and I had that session. Remember mm-hmm. with the with the opening up with the sword movement? With yeah. The, what was the, uh, what, the what's the man the the the, the man the the, the, oh, the Vit- man the Vitruvian man Vitruvian man? Leonardo we basically Vitru- made a stretch based off of the Vitruvian man, mm-hmm. which turned into the the warm up. Yep. Before every workout, which that has evolved as well, has but, it? Yeah, it has. That has evolved. All Excellent. Well, I mean, the beautiful thing about our industry is that no one is ever one hundred percent right. Even me, the science is always evolving beyond what we understood yesterday. Well, we don't know. We don't know jack shit about our bodies, really. When it comes down to the scheme of things, we're just we're just trying to get by on what we know now. We're just a meat soup, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Who you are is in between your head mm-hmm. or your ears or whatever. Um, but yeah, I just remember him saying that and um, I stuck with it and it was extremely powerful information I was able to share with so many different of my clientele. Um, and the basics of it is the four point body check is just going through your body before you do any sort of movement or workout or stretch really to position yourself one step at a time so that you can avoid injury. Yep, right? it's it's literally resetting the system. Yeah, just, you can think of it you just can, locking <clears throat> your system in place. Right? Um, for for the movement, well, it's not locking in place because you never want to lock anything in place during. Yeah, I, I'm I aware. Know, I'm just trying to describe and it. And on the ra- to, it's hard to do on the radio or I on the podcast it, here. We're trying to use words yeah. that are not big because. But, but locking it is not the appropriate terminology. I understand. Well, when you when you move through fitness, when you move through any kind of movement, um, especially for the stuff, the fun stuff, the fun stuff doesn't require or tends to be fun because you are dynamically moving through multi planes of motion. Like you, you're not sticking to the four point body check uh, in the in that regards, and that's the CrossFit stuff. And technically, you really aren't. You don't want to. Like some of those movements require you have to disobey some of the fundamental functional rules. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately unless you have a really good guidance and understanding of how to move that energy through your body when you do the deadlift, how to control it as you are doing these fast, explosive movements, mm-hmm. you will send the energy somewhere else. It goes somewhere. It just, you have the, yeah, it's going to go somewhere. That 350-pound deadlift is going to go somewhere. You're either going to control it and trap most of it in your core and allow your glutes and hamstrings to do the movement explosion while your calves do the supporting and stabilizing of your knees and all these other functioning movements. You can either do it that way or you can listen to the few five-minute instructions you get at the beginners of a CrossFit, mm-hmm. go and try to explode through that, and you will realize how you just got dumped into the 80% of people where you go to your doctor and guess, oh, yeah, you got a slip disc. It's only a little bit, mm. but, yeah, it's there. Oh, you have a bulging disc now. It's just a little bit, but it's there. Oh, you tore your ACL. You, you tore, you, it's a minor tear in your ACL. And what young people don't realize, I'm 40. I mean, I'm a young 40. But well, they're, uh, young is relative. I can open You're you. on the older side of 40. Uh, I can outbench you. <laughs> I can you can run. outbench me? Is that what you just said? I can run faster than you. I know you can. You could probably beat me up too. But no, I can't do that. I'm too much of a, too much of a pussy. <laughs> 
Too much of a sissy lala. I like love too much rather than Yeah, pain. you're like me. You're a lover, not a fighter. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't. Yeah. You know what it is? I mean, I, I, I'm i like every other normal human being. Every now and then I want to strangle somebody. But it oh, that's be, totally normal. Yeah. But to see the pain and suffering on someone else's face that you would physically cause, yeah. for me, I don't understand the people that actually do that kind of stuff. Well, they're sociopaths. Uh, sociopaths may be a, a term we've given it. I just like to think that they just don't care about what other people no feel. way. No. Well, then why? They're getting joy out of hurting somebody else. They're sadomasochists? Mm. Is that what that is? I don't know what it is. No. Looking into somebody's eyes when they get hurt, that's what mm. do. But um, <clears throat> where do we, we could just rabbit hole into something like that. Yeah, so, but what, so we've, we've covered a lot of fitness mm-hmm. stuff here. Yeah. And we've talked about basically how in tune you are with the human body. Um, and something happened quite yeah. a few years ago that was pretty unexpected, especially for somebody as healthy as you, as, mm-hmm. you know, as well fit, just super healthy guy, always eating right and always working out. And all of a sudden I got this call from you. I don't know if it was after the fact. It was after. It was yeah. after the fact that you even told me about this. Kind of, yeah. Kinda. Uh, it happened so fast though. <laughs> um, and I remember the time leading up to it going, you know, I didn't think that anything was, was wrong with you. I didn't think that there was anything out of the ordinary about you, mm-hmm. but then when he told me about it and he told me about like the certain symptoms that were leading up to yeah. the, the, the finding of this, of this thing, um, mm-hmm. it, it was just like, it was very eye opening to say the least. And, uh, you know, without me teasing sure. any further, well, you've said, you've mentioned me a few times on your, on your show. I did uh, say, I did tell the, the story briefly yeah. on the air about it, but, um, um just so people are aware, you're you're a survivor of brain cancer. I am. Yeah, I had a uh, a tumor um, discovered in my in my head um, August of 2015. Um, size of a kind of like a, if a saw if a, a little bit bigger than a, than a, a golf ball. That's um, huge. Yeah, it was um, maybe actually about, about like a little less bigger than a um, less bigger. Jeez. It's, don't worry, you have the excuse. I know, right? Saying I had brain cancer, so if some words don't come out. Well, normal. that's not an excuse that you guys allow me to have when we're partying. I'll tell you that right now, guys. Let me tell you, some listeners. Oh. Let me tell you some. Yeah, yeah. Let me tell you a little something about Brandon and Brandon and all the other of our you know little what? crew. You know These what? These guys roast me like crazy. I, I like don't. I, they, they say, I okay, stick up so for Michael, you. you had a brain tumor, whatever. That was so two years ago. <laughs> I will lose friends. my. I will lose my. I can't even like focus. Like, where's the, my words? Where's my thesaurus and dictionary? It has evaporated <laughs> from my brain, and my friends sit there and they just they, they just they just sniff their their whiskey and like yeah keep keep trying Mike keep trying you're doing great buddy you're doing great clean the drool off your face <laughs> it's not that bad pretty much not that anymore bad. I ignore it because I usually have drool on my mouth because yeah. I'm eating their briscuits <laughs> um, no uh, so 2015 um, yeah I, I remember yeah it's it's been a quite a journey where a doctor, um, you want to just tell the story? How? Yeah. How, tell them how okay, you, okay. cause it was a, it's a very unique way that it was found. It wasn't like you went to the doctor Mm-mm. and they scanned your head and said, uh, yeah, you got cancer. It was much different than that. All right. So, um, okay. So, uh, how will I, start? okay. So for the most part, I mean, uh, I'll correct a few. I'm not like a health nut guru. I absolutely enjoy the, the wonderful things of life, fat and, delicious fried foods and like by the way <clears throat> i tried to call in on your show for the best burgers 
I so wanted to try it, like to tell you where where it is. Oh yeah, where the best place, and none of your listeners figured it out. It's actually California Burger. Oh, I love California Burger. California Burger is yeah. the best on the planet. No, they, they it's just, great. They just take forever to serve it. It's true. They have the worst service. On the it's planet. it's it's pricey too. It's yes, not it like is. a it's, it's not oh, like a fast a, food that's restaurant. A Fifteen dollar burger. Yeah, you go you go for two people. It's thirty bucks. Yeah, easy. Which is why it's kind of like, and it doesn't look like that. It no. looks looks like a shit hole in the wall. Like, yeah, like, but it's fucking great. <laughs> oh, no, I it's, love it. No, for that price, I almost I, I've gotten close. Like, look, you need to clean this place up. <laughs> <laughs> Where is this money going? Come on, man. It's not going. Going in this Swiss Ortega yeah. burger. Yeah, exactly. Like, like I mean, what? it's good, but it's not. That and good. you take forever to cook it. <laughs> Much loved California burger. It's great. so bad on their service. I call in. Do you really? I do. I call them like twenty minutes in advance. Like I'll be there in like twenty minutes. Any chance you can start now? No shit. <laughs> and do they do it? Yeah, oh, they great. do it. That's I've awesome. shown up. I'm gonna do that next time. It's <laughs> a good idea. Yeah, I don't know. I, I've I've because I when I waited in a drive-through for forty minutes one time. And there was 40 only forty minutes. minutes, and there was one other car. Why did you? Why did you remain in your car? Why didn't you just park it and go inside? Their burgers are that good. Well, that's true, but I don't know if they're forty minutes in the drive-through good. And they gave me a huge malt. Oh, they did it for your weight. So good. No, was no, it for a, free? No, I had to pay for what? it. What? I wanted the malt. Forty minutes, dude. <laughs> That's unacceptable. Uh, I have patience with Joe. I have, yes. I'm very patient. Yes, you do. I am a very patient man. So um, there's probably others like, he had nothing to do. <laughs> what a loser. <laughs> um, so, no, um, where was I? Oh, so. Um, <clears throat> so you're a doctor. Yeah. So Which doctor? Well, I had been going through fitness uh, and really, I mean, I've done a couple of Tough Mudders, um, this Spartan. Um, by the way, Tough Mudders are way better than Spartans. Ooh. Done. Oh, gavel thrown down. Just deal with it. Little Love it. Mutter, Eat it. Mutter smack. So out. money. Tough mutter. Anyway, um, <clears throat> so I have all this energy, and I'm, I'm, I'm. I just came out of school, and Doctor B had trained me so well that when I went to get the bachelor's degree, that it literally was review. Like I swear to God, it was review. Hmm. Like the, 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 my professors were teaching me stuff, and I'm like, look, I'm like, I already, I already learned this. And we're talking, the only things that I did that I found were fascinating with my bachelor's degree was research and development, which I actually researched and applied to other um, American Journal of Science and whatnot. And you submit your papers and stuff. And I wrote one on CrossFit. It never got uh, published, but it did get um, quite a few reviews. Wow. Which is pretty cool. Um, but anyway, I have all this energy and I'm able to do all this stuff, like these intense workouts. And then I'll, I'm 35. 36 and all of a sudden I, I did now mind you i'm not noticing this as i am moving through life and we're talking about a th four-year period and through that four years i had noticed that my energy level started decreasing mm. each year and i equated it as an example i've told you this before it's the best one i can find analogies like if you went on vacation and you had a fully charged cell phone but you left it on accident on on your kitchen table, but mm -hmm. you were gone for two weeks. And when you came back, you might have some battery left because you weren't using it, but it just slowly will decrease because whatever is operating in the background. Right. Right. That's what my energy felt like as I was moving through life, these, you know, 36, 37, 38 years old. And um, I just remember, <clears throat> or I'm sorry, 33, 34, 30, whatever, numbers and number. Um, prior brain, to, brain tumor. Yeah. You prior. can use that as the excuse. Yeah, brain tumor. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Tumor, tumor. Which again, that excuse works everywhere but my family and friends. 
It works everywhere. Like I had a tumor. Most people go, oh my God, absolutely. You totally get a pass. Nah. Nah. Nah, my fan. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> that was yesterday, Michael. We don't care. What's Grow friends up. and family for? Exactly. Yeah. Um, love them. But um, my energy was depleting like that. And I honestly was like, oh crap. I, I guess this is what happens. This is where my, my body is finally breaking down type of thing? Yeah, I was thinking that this is what happens when you get... I'm getting old. Oh, my God. Yeah. It's not working like it used to. Right. Um, yeah, I, I really could... We don't... We, we all only get old once. Right. <laughs> only young ones. Um, and something that you and I resonate a lot is that I dwell a lot about the consciousness and the changes that we're going through. Mm-hmm. and. It's fascinating that I start thinking about things that I have seen these thoughts expressed before in like movies and film and uh, music, but I never quite understood what the hell they were talking about. Right. Like, why would, okay, like you don't even realize you're listening, you hear that comment, and then you'll watch that movie again and they'll make that comment. And I'll be sitting there like, oh my God, I totally relate to what he's talking about. Yeah, Yeah. So I'm sitting here getting older. And I'm thinking my energy level is decreasing. I'm like, oh, I guess that is. I, you're just getting old. You're getting old. Eventually you're going to die. <laughs> and are you thinking at this point, man, I've been working out way too much. I should have lived a little bit. No. no. No, I just I just thought You just that, thought your tank is just running low. Um, Well, not so much tank running low, that, that the battery just doesn't provide as much juice. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was normal. So it was getting harder and harder to muster up the energy to go and do a full-on workout. So my workouts were pretty intense. Mm-hmm. Um, not it, Different intensity levels, but I don't do the CrossFit type stuff. Yeah. And I still get the results that most people would like to have just from an experience in the gym for a couple months. Yeah. You know, I'm not like shredded, <laughs> but I'm not, you know, you know, chunky monkey. Right. You know, although I can get chunky monkey. Absolutely. Because um, I love ice cream. I love chunky monkey. <clears throat> Which, by the way, it's all about the tonight, though. No, yeah, no, no, sorry, no. bro. That's okay. Sorry. I haven't had the opportunity to really uh, roast you on that. Uh, that's okay. You're completely the wrong. That's like that. that's like a three year old debate. So it, it is a it's a it's debate okay. that never should have gone through. I agree because American uh, American dream is doesn't the best. even have enough variety in it. Like <laughs> sometimes you don't need dough. a lot of variety. You do have in this day and age. No, no, no. Look, you don't need People. to throw everything in the kitchen sink into my ice cream. I First like of all, that's simple, not everything in the kitchen elegant sink. They flavors. They have plenty out of that ice cream tonight that they could add and make it even well, more. They don't need to. Well, just saying. So, <laughs> so, um, so as we're getting into, let's come into 2015. Um, I remember having conversations with people um, where here I was. Uh, I had just gotten married. Um, I was about to have a baby. Um, I had a beautiful wife. Um, felt that things were going great, but I was, I remember having conversations with people where I like, look, I'm ready to just explode. In fact, I think I had that conversation with you a couple of mm-hmm. times. Yeah. It seemed um, like you were just angry. Oh, I was just yeah. like, like, which is out of character for you. Mm, well, depending that, upon what we're talking about. Yeah, but <laughs> true. You, you do get heated, but I mean, it was like all the time. Yeah, and it, it was, was just, just very out of character for you. I had very I had a very short fuse in, yeah. in the sense. Now I can I controlled it well. I didn't, you know, regurgitate <laughs> yeah. on my friends. And, and, and you family. weren't like beating people up or anything. No, no. But I just remember being just like like I was on my last straw, but I remember thinking about it and emotionally just analyzing, going like, but I have no reason to be this man. Like mm-hmm. I, it, I, things are gonna be going pretty good here. I just bought a house, like we're gonna fix it up. Mm-hmm. And everything's fine. And then um 
Yeah, uh, December 31st, I got terminated from the construction job. The term, yeah, yeah, that mm-hmm. happened. Um, and they actually said, they said, uh, you know, they were talking about how you are just right now, you're just, you're too much. Like, you're a great worker, but like, you uh, you have no problem telling us what you think. Right. And, and it was causing <clears throat> issues. Um, it wasn't causing issues with the work environment in the sense of getting work done, but it was absolutely disrespectful with the way I, I mean, I wouldn't let, now this is construction. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, in the, in our time of reconditioning the male in in a positive way, and I think that there is positive and, and negative to what's going on with the perspective of who men are, mm-hmm. um, and we can get into that because I know you wanted to talk about the father stuff. Mm-hmm. That's actually really important to me. But um, in a construction environment, men can be men. And I remember like my bosses would say stuff to me, and I would just drop my hammer and look at them and say, look, bro, I don't even let my own man my dad talked to me like that. Clean it up. This is my boss. Wow. Yeah, I'm this is my boss. So you were confronting him right on, just right saying, there. "Do I mean, not talk right, to me like that." Do not talk to me like that. Like, you and that's out of character tripping. for you. Yeah, it, was, it just wasn't not. I mean, especially like to an authority figure, and well, I, I don't, I did not like being mistreated when I was a kid. Mm. I was bullied in school. I don't like bullies. I'm not a fan of them. Um, it, it is the worst uh, expression of human emotion, in my opinion, is to do that to other people so it was it was out of character but at the same time he was kind of a, a <laughs> he kind of had it coming yeah, kind of had it coming. all right you know when he drops an f-bomb and get the f-bomb you know i was like look bro yeah so there was something going on <clears throat> inside you that was lowering Correct. your inhibitions so i lost my job on the mm-hmm. 31st of december my wife is pregnant and um she's got you know and i'm like jesus and i was emotionally unaffected in the sense of i mean i was worried but i wasn't mm. and that's when things started i mean but again still i'm not equating this to anything that is uh of an illness of any kind right and i'm only expressing this to i mean to help you with your listeners um to paint a picture of someone going through brain uh or this type of a um, um issue mm-hmm. um what I was, you know, you don't think of this stuff when it's happening. And the way I was feeling in the West way I get is like, I was dead inside. Like I literally emotionally, I had no connection to anything. I, I just had no energy, lethargic. Um, my ass went right into the couch, mm-hmm. <laughs> in the couch. <laughs> um, I, in depression, anxiety, overwhelming. But even then at that time, I didn't even consider myself you know, depressed. So what did you do? I mean, did you, did you, but what did you do? (laughs) (laughs) What did you do next is what I'm getting at because you didn't just sit around on the couch. Did, did your wife at the time, did she notice anything and suggest you need to go see somebody? No, no, she was, um, she was actually even keel. Um, she's never really been the type. She never had been really the type to, um, really get, uh, she communicated well. Yeah. I loved about her the most. Mm-hmm. Um, very good at communication, uh, except on the stuff that was really bothering her, obviously. Right. <clears throat> I didn't find out about that stuff until later. But regardless, um, it was uh, just something that 
floated me right into a, a state where I just wasn't moving around at mm-hmm. all. And in the, in the midst of that, we have a house that needs to be fixed up and a baby's about to be born and I don't got a job. And in my world, man world, where I was raised and come from, I was, I'm kind of on the cusp of the millennials where it was really ramping up when I was getting out of high school and, and getting into college where you didn't have a lot of that social interaction. Like once in most people, when high school's done, their social life gets a lot smaller. Oh, or yeah. at least back when I, when I was in high school, yeah. we didn't have the Facebooks. We had uh, MySpace, mm-hmm. right? It was MySpace. Way back in the day. Back we in did. The, oh my God. Yep. Dial up modem. <laughs> Ooh, was I in your top eight back Ooh, then? I hope so. I bought a RAM card, 258 megabytes. <laughs> <laughs> Always in multiples of eight. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so I mean, we didn't have the the connection in the sense, like the ability to just instantly touch someone else's life. So at high school, your your life got smaller. Mm-hmm. And um, so I, m- moving through this stuff in communication, I have no idea where I was going with it. And that's another brain tumor thing is that we will get off and I'll completely lose my thought. So basically, <clears throat> you you became couch ridden. You yeah. were depressed. You were, ang- you were anxious. You had a kid on the way. Mm-hmm. You just got a house that needs to be fixed up. Which you saw, that house. Yes, and it's beautiful. Well, yeah. no, not when you went in. Well, it looks good. It looks good from the pictures I've seen. Uh, You're doing a great job. Thank you. So what what led you from the couch to finding out what was ultimately going on? Uh, well, um, so flash forward to June, I went to the emergency room. So, okay. So throughout from, we'll start from December moving into through, through the spring, my energy level just kept getting lower and lower. And a couple of friends were saying, you know, I keep, oh, I'm sorry. Headaches started in May. Mm. Now I get bad allergies or used to here in California. That makes sense. In May, get the headaches, sinus stuff going on. So you can relate it to that. Yep. And I didn't see anything wrong with it. Um, the headaches were not a migraine issue. Uh, they were like between a like a, a mild three, like that, that dull ache that sometimes goes away, mm-hmm. to a six, where it's just kind of like pounding right behind the eyes. Is this out of ten? Because I'm not a out I'm not 10. a migraine guy. Out of 10. Okay. Out of 10. So like a full. I'm sure you've had a full blown hangover headache that just wanted to rock you to like. Sure. Oh God, that was a uh, you really tied one on. Mm-hmm. Okay, take that and multiply it by by pain. Oh, wow. Yeah. Multiply it by pain. <laughs> that's a lot of not pain. A, yeah. Not a number. Multiply it by pain. Got it. Um, that's what a 10 is. Mm-hmm. Six is obviously less. And Still bad. Three is less. Yeah. Um, so I was having, I was fluctuating between those two, but the problem was is that this was a headache that did not go away ever. Like I woke up in the morning, it was waiting for me. And when I went to bed, it was there constantly. And so I went to the doctors in June and they started giving me, now I never go, um, prior to this experience and, and, the, and the broken finger, my experience with the medical community was pretty much nil. I never go to the doctors. I've never even had a cavity ever. Wow. Yeah, I know. So wait, you're 40. Don't you have to get a, don't you have to get a, a finger in the ass? Uh, Isn't that at 40? Well, I mean, I Prostate do that exam? regularly already. So, so you're already... <laughs> You're already very, very aware of your, yeah, of your prostate. Yeah, uh, You mean the, the prostate? Yeah, no, that doesn't happen until you're 50. Oh. Uh, you don't need to. Don't oh, need to go. Okay. Um, I eat a lot of broccoli and vegetables <laughs> and stuff like that, so I, I sweep the colon quite a bit. Um, that is what broccoli is for, ladies and gentlemen. Eat your broccoli and cauliflower. It is the Swiffer broom of your colon. You will. I do love some broccoli. Hey, dude, you'll yeah. get rid of all that. Good stuff. 
gunk that's up in there. So um, sorry. Went, so this was this was a few years ago. So you wouldn't have had the proctology no, exam no, anyway. Is, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So you so never I, you never go to the doctor. Never, never go to the doctor. So I finally go to the doctor for the headaches, and he's like, "Oh, we started talking allergies. Obviously, and that was yeah. they, they they they're like any other profession, like even the tech to you that you guys talk about. You have to start diagnosing. Sponsor of this very fun podcast. Boom. There you go. Yeah. Um, you got to start identifying and by identifying and process of elimination. So mm -hmm. start with the most obvious allergies. So he started giving me, you know, they want to give me allergy medication. I was like, I'm not big on allergy medication. I don't like them. And histamines and stuff. Yep. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> That'd be crazy. Yep. Uh, so I started taking a couple of, I would take, a, I would take a Motrin for the headaches every mm -hmm. now and then. But for the most part, I didn't really take any stuff. And then he's like, you know what? It's not going away. So here's some steroids. Ugh. Now this is definitely something I've never experienced. And he gave me this one steroid. And I'm, as I'm like, and you have to, and once you start it, you have to, I guess, wean yourself off. Yeah. And that was, again, something very new to me. I was like, wean my off. Like, what are you talking about? And the way I felt on these steroids, I was just like, why in the world does anybody even remote? I would rather change my diet than experience this every is, fucking. Is this the kind, same kind of steroids that people use to juice? To, no, no. These, these are, are these are the actual medical steroids. Medical for treating antihistamine yeah. treatment right. of, aller, of allergy steroids type stuff. And yeah. I, I still didn't, I have not done the research on it. I don't plan on doing it because I'm nearly not interested in it and I don't take it. You don't need it. No, I don't need it. Um, that doesn't make me a, you know, anyway. But uh, he started giving me, he gave me that one and then he gave me another one and it wasn't working. And I'm just like, and, and the stuff was horrible. You're just throwing everything at it. Yeah. And then the, he, and then he wanted to put me on pain medication and I said, nope, not doing that. He oh, wanted to give me like Norcos and. For a headache? Yeah. For the headaches. Well, they were getting oh. pretty, they were getting intense. And then I went to the emergency room in June. So I went to the emergency room in June with a headache that was, I thought it was going to crumble me. And they did the CAT scan and they missed it. Missed the tumor. Missed the tumor. Okay. Yeah. And I'll give you, I can give you a, a picture if you want to throw it on there, but I mean, it's actually sure, maybe. Cool. Yeah, I, can, I can. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, they missed it. And when you see the size of it, I'll show it to you so you can see it again. Um, is it like your screensaver on your phone? Huh? Is it your, is it your profile picture on your phone? So like when a, you, when you open it up, it's like, oh, there's my tumor. No, no, I no. don't. I don't fantasize about my tumors. Um, at all. That's weird. So they missed it on the CAT scan. How did they, how did they find it? So let me, so give you a visual. They missed that. So the, in the picture, it's literally like a golf ball is right behind your eyeball. Yeah. And I'll give you the size. And you could see the eyeball in the scan. The eyeball is like half the size of the tumor. Smaller. Smaller. Yeah. It, more the, the tumor is two times as big as your eyeball. Yeah. Maybe behind your eyeball, right behind the left eye. So when, so this, how was, did they find it if they miss it in the CAT scan? So because in the CAT scan, when I went in there saying I have bad allergies, they will only they they took guidance. They medical companies will spend as least amount as possible. So all they did was is they scanned up to my sinus nodes, which your sinus nodes come right up underneath your eyeballs, you know, right on the the yeah. puffy section, right? Okay, um, and they stopped the scan right there. That's it. They didn't go any higher. They didn't go any Had they gone a little bit higher, they would have seen. Is that because the brain is a little more complicated and that they need more? I don't know. Is it, does it cost more to have somebody read the brain scan versus the rest of the body? Is that um, what it was? Well, I mean, there's the using, there's the, it, well, it's all, it all relates to time. Oh. 
time. Like how much time is being taken to use the machine? Hmm. That's billed hourly. Wow. And these departments, now the way the medical insurance is done is that it's no longer just what you sound like you're walking in and this is the medical community. You're going to get serviced and then you just get a bill. No, you're getting a bill from the radiology guy and you get the guy who did the actual x-ray and mm -hmm. you get the guy who did the interpretation or the girl who did the interpretation. Mm -hmm. I had a female who did the interpretation on my injuries when I came into the emergency. I mean, you've got, and all of them bill separately. Some of them are contractors. Some of them are billed underneath different health. Wow. And it's very confusing. I didn't know it that at all. Um, but yeah, they missed uh, the CAT scan in June. And then I went back again for another one and they missed it again. And I did this twice. Knowing full well, there's something going on here. No, and never done on me. Nope, I'm stupid. But you, you were willing to go in a second time. Because my headache hurt really bad that day. <laughs> it was really... So they do it a second time and yeah, they, they miss it, it again. Time. And again. at what point do they well, go... My, you need to buddy, get a second opinion. Well, our buddy, Matt, um, the loud one. You know oh, yeah. What I'm talking about. Oh, I love Matt. I love him. Dude. Matt's great. He's my boy. He's a uh, paramedic. He is. Yeah. yeah. And he would, and you know, his joking manner. Yes. He's very dry. Very dry. Yeah. And he joked with me. He's like, ha ha, I bet you have a tumor. And now he says, <laughs> he was being serious. <laughs> but in his delivery. In his delivery, I was like, you are just an asshole. Up. You're an ass. Yeah. <laughs> so I walked away and he still reminds me of that day. I told you. And I'm like, no, you didn't. He's like, yes, I did. I'm like, actually, you were joking. He's like, I wasn't joking. I'm like, well, whatever. You need to work on your delivery. Yeah. And, Especially uh, being a paramedic. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> it's at his bedside meeting. <laughs> <laughs> and we have a little debate going on that I'd like to put out to your listeners to see if someone will, but we'll, we'll come back to that later. But basically, um, I, I go to my, my, my ex goes into labor with our son. And I'm still, like, now we're into August. I am literally um, struggling to be to be anywhere emotionally or physically invested in what is going on with my wife. And at this point, it's almost been a year since you've dealt with this or was it, the, it was December, well, no, uh, it was December of the prior May of 2015 is when the headaches started. Right. Okay. Gotcha. So it's been four months, but the behavioral stuff started way sooner than that. Behavioral stuff and the energy we're talking three years ago, right? Or three years from 2015. So this, this tumor could have been dormant, laying dormant for a while. This tumor was probably growing in my head. Um, the doctor, Dr. Charles Cobb, my my angel, um, he said probably anywhere between 18, 20 years. No way. So this is, uh, so the tumor is called a meningioma. Um, it is a benign, so it's not malignant. But it's just thankful. And when it comes to tumor survivors, and I know there's a lot of you guys out there for brain tumors, if you guys are listening, um, my heart goes out to you guys completely. No one with any kind of medical injury understands a brain tumor symptoms both before and after what people deal with unless you've gone through it yeah. because we're talking about the rewriting of your neural net your consciousness your mm -hmm. your operating system like your computer gets damaged there is no tech to you to rewrite well there's a dr cobb there's a dr cobb well all he can do is go in there and remove the bad software right but he there is no medical there's no wonder pill. There's mm -hmm. no fantastic therapy that will help you relearn, mm. re-understand, reacclimate. It's like it's like you've been driving a Maserati your entire life, and then someone comes up and gives you the the, the reins to four horses and a stagecoach, mm -hmm. and they say, "Hey, have a great day." 
but that's your vehicle and you got to drive it. Do you have any idea how to drive four horses on a stagecoach? No way. I have no clue. I will die. They would kill me. <laughs> they probably would. They'd like end up going somewhere and then I don't know. Anyway. So, so, so now we've, we've figured so, out that it's a benign tumor mm-hmm. and it's been growing for probably 20 years. That's what he said. But how did you find it? So the, I go back. Uh, so my son is born on August 5th. And um, he had to go into the NICU. And uh, I'm basically, I'm barely, I'm barely able to stay conscious in the delivery room. And I, I mean, I was there for her uh, during labor. For the delivery? Yeah, I was there, but not there. Like, I was there, but I was Mentally there. checked out. Emotionally checked out. Yeah. I was trying. Yeah. But there, I mean, in hindsight, some of the stuff that I was not saying no, you know, most people say some of the stuff I was saying, husbands don't normally say that. And it wasn't aggressive or mean, mean, it was just like, you know, she can, you know, she can handle this or, or whatever, you know, stuff like that. Like yeah. wanted to kind of dismissive a little bit, maybe, maybe a little bit dismissive. Okay. Yeah. And it wasn't, it wasn't meant to be mean. It right. was just, I, we didn't know. And then as soon as the baby was born, I mean, I was on the couch. Like, as soon as we got out of the delivery room, we were uh, in the NICU and we were up into this, this next, like a maternity ward. Mm-hmm. I went in there. I laid down on the couch. I went to bed. I was like sneaking out. I was saying, hey, I got to go home and just like grab a couple hours of sleep. I'm exhausted. Wow. And it was very offensive to my ex. Like, well, yeah. not happy about that. Yeah. Because, you know, <clears throat> you're supposed to be there. Right. And you're supposed to be present. And... So um, I left. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, I was there. And then... Um, I go Monday. So my ex and our son come home on a Sunday, that Monday after the fifth, which I believe was in the ninth, I go in and the nurse says, look, we need to get you to an eye doctor. And they immediately sent me, sent me that day to um, my eye doctor. And uh, he literally looks like a tiny miniature Sean Connery. Swear to God. Like the same, the, like it was the first thing I thought when he came running into the room, and he ran into the room. An he, older version of, of nope, Sean Connery, or nope, young? like like straight out of uh, straight out of uh, the Indiana Jones. Oh, okay, uh, movie. Last Crusade. Last Crusade. Yeah, that picture. Yeah, but about five foot four. Came stor- <laughs> he came running into your came room. Came storming in the room, and I've never seen a doctor move that fast for any purpose. Is he whatsoever. just doing that because he's excited to see a new person or I had no this is just how he is? Well, I, of course. He knew I was in there. Oh. Like, duh. That's oh, yeah, me. Duh. Man, Michael. Duh. Like, oh my God. <laughs> Four point butter check. Um, <laughs> so, no, he, uh, so I get through all the tests and then all of a sudden this, this guy comes running in and um, he grabs me by the shoulders and he looks into my eyes and he goes, he goes, don't argue with me. And I was like, okay, I'm not gonna argue with you. And he goes, I need you to go get an MRI right now. And then before I could say anything, he goes, because everybody always says no, or they don't know what it is, or, or anything else, I need you to go get an MRI right now. <laughs> and I was like, and he goes, well, he's like, will you do that for me? And I go, dude, will it make the headaches go away? He's like, uh, uh, I'm like, I'll do anything right at this point. I, my son was just born. I don't got a job. I got shit to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so he... um he basically he leaves the, he leaves the room and he comes back and he says, "Hey, I got you an MRI uh, a date scheduled for tomorrow." Wow! Now in the MRI world, for the medical world, for you people that are listening, most of those people that have experienced that probably went like this: 
because to get an MRI is like a three or four or five week. Yeah, week. you got to schedule it way out there. Yeah. No. yeah, I guess he pulled strings and said, this guy needs to be seen. He said, I think somebody has a brain tumor. No, nope, he didn't say that. No, really? No, he can't say that. He just knew a guy. No, what he said, <laughs> I know a guy. I know a guy. He said, uh, he's a, he, and I'm showing you my hand, which obviously your listeners can't see, uh, making kind of a bowl with my hand, Yeah. and I'm turning it on its side. And that bowl on its side, he said, your eye, your optical nerve, uh, retina area, it needs to kind of look like this, like an like a bowl, right? Where the light reflects. inverted, yeah, yeah, inverted. And he says, yours, and he just turned it around, <gasps> looks like this, <laughs> the opposite, the absolute opposite, like it's bold. It's an Audi. Out. Yeah, it's an Audi versus an Innie. And you, you didn't notice, other than your headache, you didn't notice any discomfort in your actual eyeball. The nurse asked me that, and. Um, I'll be honest. Uh, she she said she specifically asked, "Do you see any flashy lights mm. or anything like that?" And like, you've been staring at the sun. And I go, "Well, I stare in the sun all the time while sniffing glue." Usually, <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> she found that hilarious, and I actually did say that. That is funny. Yeah, I know, right? Um, so she, uh, I told her, I said, "Well, you know, as you mentioned it, I and mean, there every now and then it's happened once. I mean, that you asked, I never even thought of it, but yeah, it's not like little bright, like, like, like uh, someone hit you with a flash. Yeah, but they were smaller than the flashes, and they were just kind of like little star pricks. That it's almost happen. like what you would equate to seeing the little swimmers on your eyeball type of type of thing. You just pass it off as, oh, it's just yeah. my eye doing the, yeah, doing like, that weird thing that it does. Yeah, something yeah. like that." And uh, she, and that's what got me to the eye doctor role. And he got me the MRI. And I went Tuesday. I remember driving myself Tuesday. I was exhausted just getting there. Mm-hmm. And then they did the MRI. And I came back. And before I even gotten back to my house, and they couldn't tell me anything. You know, you get the MRI. So what is it? Like, uh, we can't tell you anything. You, you have to have a radiologist MRI, look MRI, at MRI. it. Mm-hmm. Like, which is... Me, I'm just, I think that's just the dumbest thing. Like, look, yeah, you see that? <laughs> it's not supposed yeah, to be they don't, want, they don't want to jump to any conclusions and, you know, they got to have people look at it, double check. and they, Oh, I know. I, he, he's flashing the picture at me. It's this big white orb that's, I don't that's like jump to staring at you like. Uh, but I think that's not supposed to be that there. That does not belong in the that brain. That doesn't go there. <laughs> Someone put something inside your head. That I think was an additive. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I, before I even got home, my phone started blowing up wow. I knew it was my doctor, but I was so exhausted. I, I didn't even want to talk to him. Wow. Like I could care less. All I wanted to do was get home, get in bed. And you've been jerked around for so many months now that it's been basically here, take this, call me in the morning. So I'm sure yeah. that's what you basically chopped it up to at that point. Right. Well, um, not, no, no, not really. I, I was really ignorant of my own ailment. Mm. I think that probably be the best. It never dawned on me that I was really in trouble. It never really hit me. You weren't taking it too. You weren't taking it seriously. I'd never really been hurt in my yeah. life. Yeah. I'd ha- I've had a my first memory in life as a three year old was my was a compound fracture of my femur. Mm. Compound fracture of you people is when a bone breaks and pierces the skin. It's not a not a fun thing. And I did that with my femur at three, and I remember that day better than I remember yesterday. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy how the brain works. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, uh, <clears throat> he called me, and I wouldn't answer, and I went home, went to bed, and, and the last thing that was on my mind was, am I in trouble? It was, I got to get up and get a job. I don't have time to sit here and be 
lazy. Yeah. That's how I felt. I was beating myself. I'm like, I'm such that, a piece of shit. That type A was kicking in. God, I'm know. like, I'm a dad now. You don't got a job. Your 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 house is not even put together. Bitching that, about a headache. Bitching, yeah, bitching about a headache. Like yeah. it's a headache. It's the sinus headache. Take some take some Tylenol, muscle it up, put your bootstraps, you know, get out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but no matter how much that voice was speaking in my head, there was there there was no connection to motor function. Mm. Body was not moving. So, uh, the doctor finally calls me Wednesday morning. He says, this is the, uh, the 12th of August. He says, get your butt in here and he talk to you. I'm like, okay. So I drive down there. He says, I'm sorry to tell you, I had, you know, you have a tumor. I'm like, okay. He tells me it's malignant. He says, it's rare that you have it. I'm like, really? Why is it rare? And now we will impart the worst joke ever. And he tells me, oh, normally these tumors are found in 55 year old women or older. And I went, really? Of course. <laughs> I mean, that's not a joke. I get that too, man. It's a fact. <laughs> it is. So he's basically calling <clears throat> you a little an yeah, old He was bitch. calling me an old lady. Old, old bitch. Old, old little bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, great, yeah. The tumor I would get would be the one that usually old women get. Yeah. Um, and I really debated about ever telling any of my friends that. So this is the first time you've admitted this? No, I've told you that before. Oh, okay. I just think that I just you, forget. you were cooking a brisket. Well, you've only been friends for what? Like five, six years? Two years. So <laughs> seven years. <laughs> um, so yeah, so he tells me I have that uh, malignant, well, benign tumor. He says he's never seen one really this aggressive uh, come out, but he doesn't know much about it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not a brain. He's just a regular um, doctor. What do you call him? Practitioner. He's a regular practitioner. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, tells not me, an oncologist. No, not an oncologist. You really want to put your finger in my butt, don't you? That's a proctologist. Ah, see, oncologist studies cancer. I was testing you. I was testing you. Oh yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm just kidding. The power of suggestion. Power just of keep suggestion. saying it, and then he'll do it. <laughs> and he'll do it. <laughs> um, so he t- so he t- so this is what he tells me. He goes, he goes. I'm going to get you a, a, a an appointment. A couple. I, I, it takes a while for this stuff to move. So I'll get you an appointment in a couple weeks. But this is like, he's like, he's freaking out. And mm-hmm. me, mind you, I'm emotionally dead. Like when he told me, I was like, I was like, okay. Okay. And now what? And he was, like, expe- well, he was expecting some reaction. He couldn't answer. Yeah. He was, yeah. well, I don't know if he was expecting a reaction, but I just remember what I was like mm-hmm. at that moment. And it was not like, oh my God. It was just like, it was more like, of course, of course it's a gosh darn brain tumor. Mm-hmm. What the F, you know? Um, it, 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 your my own mortality didn't even like it was not like that, and I don't know what if that's normal or if other people. Um, but you were just like, yeah. I don't have time for this. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty much was like like can, okay, let's go. This this is a broken bone. Let's yeah, go fix. Come it. on, get it out of here. Yeah. Let's go. I did not understand what I was about to get into or mm. what I was already into. So he he finally I take the prescription for a nor for the Norcos. Uh, my pain is getting a little aggressive. So I was like, fine, screw it. It's a tumor. I think I can go ahead and do an Orco um, or Viking or what the hell he was trying to give me. Um, and then, uh, so I, so I drive from there to the drugstore um, on fifth and J uh, on the corner. No, I'm joking. Okay. I don't buy my drugs. <laughs> <clears throat> um, no, I go to the, I go to the pharmacy and before I even get out of my car, like I'm five minutes away from, him, he calls me up. He says, are you driving? I go, Yeah. yeah. Like he's all, where are you? I'm like, I'm here at the pharmacy to get the drugs. And he goes, can you have anybody come and get you and drive you? I'm like, 
At this moment, no, not really. Um, it's just me. He's like, okay, um, I don't want you driving anywhere. And I'm like, why? He's like, I really think you're close. Uh, like, you should not be driving. Oh, like, no. You could absolutely, like, you are, this could, um, what do you say, an aneurysm or you just, you, you, or a you, seizure. You, seizure. You could black out at any moment. Not only Stroke. that. Yeah. Then he, and I go, well, I don't. I'll get the medication. I'll go home. I'm right down the street. And he's like, okay, call me. And then, halfway there he calls me again he says you know what screw it i need you to go to mercy san juan emergency room right now and i'm like are you serious he's like yeah i was like okay so i got the phone and i called my mom up say mom uh just let you know i'm going to the emergency room i have a brain tumor she's like haha michael that's not funny <laughs> and i went no I, i'm serious She's Michael, this is not the time or place to joke around. And I, I, I joke. You guys rib each other quite a lot. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. rib each other. I go, Mom, I swear this on the life of my son. I am not lying to you. Your fresh son. Fresh little boy. Yeah. Yeah. Brand new out of the package. Smells amazing. <laughs> Have you ever smelled a fresh baby? Uh, uh, no. You Can't need to, bro. No, it's like it's the right. fountain of youth, man. Right. Not good, huh? <sighs> I, I can think of a few things that I'd rather smell. Dude, old humans smell horrible. I don't want to smell an old human. Well, I'm just saying new humans smell amazing. I'm sure they smell better than old humans. They smell way better than old I humans. just know that there's things that I would like rather youth. smell. They smell like youth, bro. Brand new energy. Mm -hmm. Just saying. Okay. All right, smell a puppy. Dog. There you go. All right. <laughs> I'll smell a puppy. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I told her it was serious. She's like, okay, I'll, I'll be right there. She was floored. I, again, I'm not re really feeling her at all uh, mm -hmm. or anybody for that matter called my uh my ex and uh they took me in uh to the emergency room and then that was wednesday evening they did an mri again to confirm i met charles cobb on thursday and then friday the 15th friday the 14th i was uh in surgery for 10 Ooh, and a half hours yeah that was quick yeah quick was, turnaround uh, yeah, they knew it was, it was serious <clears throat> yeah monday i was the doctor go see i and then tuesday was mri Friday, I was under the knife. Chop, chop. Chop, chop. And did you get to keep the tumor? Everybody has that. They do. No, no, you don't get No? Yeah, you, know, you don't get to keep Man, put in that jar and put it up on your, on your newly fresh, you know, you can, you can make a trophy case you at your what? house and you, you can put it up there and be like, man, you I You know why I love this. you the most? You know why I love you guys the most, my friends? Because you know I asked the same thing. Did you really? <laughs> you goddamn right I did. Yeah. I said, hey, can I keep it? <laughs> I said, when you cut that out, are you able to like put that? like?" And they looked at me like, that's not how it works. And I'm yeah. like, but can you? <laughs> what did they do? Like, what do they do with it? I mean, it, can you really? It goes into that same place where, uh, where, where the uh, the Ark of the Covenant goes in Washington D.C. I doubt it. They probably took a look at my tumor and said, "Nah, defective." Guarantee you, top yeah. men are looking at this. Um, top men. Top men. No, um, no, you don't get to keep it. But uh, the surgery lasted for it lasted for ten and a half hours. Um, I. Uh, Damn. The, the machine that were so, you awake? No. Oh God, no. I don't know if this is one of those things where they had to like keep you awake and keep you alert. No, no, no. I, they they gave me drugs. Yeah. So you Lots. were completely under. Oh, so under. Like <laughs> deep, deep. And and when you woke up, what did you feel? Um. So this comes back to that battery little thing analogy I kind of gave you mm -hmm. for, the, for the phone. Um. As soon as my eye, and mind you, prior to the the surgery, I had not entered a gym in probably a year. Wow. A year and a half. 
um, I was two, I had gone back up to 268, 270. So I like, um, so I was, I was, I'd gained the weight. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, and, uh, what you got there? I have a, a note from my crack research team saying goes to pathology for testing, then medical wastes. In, oh, oh, so this is what happens to your tumor ah. after it's cut out of your head. It goes to pathology for testing so they can like, you know, make sure that it's not, make sure that it's benign and it's not going to spread throughout your body. Make sure and then good. medical waste, which is basically they, they put it in a, a big oven. Oh, yeah. They fry it. Thank you, crack team. They fry it. Research team. Thank you, crack team. It's good to know. Um, So, yeah, that's what they. So, you woke up. So, I woke up. And and your battery felt. Oh, it was like the first words out of my mouth. uh, If I remember correctly, yeah, the first words out of my mouth was, oh my God, I'm not old. (laughs) You felt the youth come back into your body. Oh, like, like you cannot believe. Wow. I was like, and the second, the first question I asked the doctor. I swear to God, he's like telling me all about it. And then I was like, and I looked at it, I go, well, when can I go lift? Yeah. You're like, and- I want to go do some push ups. Where are my dumbbells, doc? <laughs> well, no, he didn't get that. He goes, lift, lift what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he did. Oh, what a nerd. Uh, <laughs> God, I loved it. It was beautiful. I said, lift. I said, lift weights. And he goes, oh, no, 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 no. You're not, you can't lift any weights. And I knew the science behind it. Yeah. I knew you cannot lift weights because you're going to start generating a lot of blood flow, yeah. a lot of pumping action. And well, it's your gonna, brain's got to go back into, back into place. How uh, long does that take for your brain to like mold back into its normal brain pan? Um, years. Really? Yeah. And so, I, there was a. Uh, so you still kind of got a dent in there? Mm-hmm. Really? And do you do you go back to get checked out to like see where it's at? Mm-hmm. How many follow-ups have you had since your surgery? Uh, you have one at six months, one at one year, one at three years. So we're so you're coming up on it, right? We're up on it right now, and then one um, at year ten. Your last, not, you're not cured until you it's out of there until ten years. Wow. And so where are you at? Where were you at in your last testing? Could you see how much of a dent was still there? compared to like where your, your tumor was? Um, well, when I first started, when you looked at my head, if you look straight on, I don't know. Here, I'll, yeah, I can kind of see it. You, you know, who does he, you look like, so you look like a cross between Ed Harris and the guy who was the scarecrow in the Dark Knight movies. Cillian Murphy. Cillian Murphy? Yes. I look Cillian? Like, is that his name? Cillian Murphy. Yeah. You've heard that before. I have heard okay. that a number of times if I had hair. If you look up Peaky Blinders. Yeah. Yeah. The same guy. Yeah. Yeah, Ed Harris, movie. though, have you ever heard that? Did you look like Ed Harris? Uh, <coughs> <coughs> sorry, no, not Ed Harris. I usually either get Ed Harris. I mean, I'm sorry, I either get Cillian Murphy or, oh, God, forgive me. Oh, the guy that was the bad guy from The Mask. No, not yes. Oh, I hate you. Now I really hate you. Now you know who that guy is, though, I right? I don't look a thing like him. The mask. What, who uh, is that guy? Do no, do Peaky Blinders. I know what Peaky Blinders <laughs> looks like. So clearly, you prefer to be look called. Well, Cillian I don't want to look like that idiot. <laughs> uh, Peter Green. Yeah, Peter Green. I sometimes get. Yeah, that guy. See, totally. Yeah. Let's see, but I don't look like. Yeah, you look like Peter Green. A little bit. Little bit. He's a little rough. Like yeah, he looks little, like he's, he's he little... looks like you. But if you took a turn and did meth for about thirty years, thank you. Like he does not look anywhere near you. He's got a lot of pipe, especially now. Going on. Oh my god! Look at that. <laughs> now go look at go look at now. Peaky you're blinders. Gonna, you're gonna make me look at that garbage. Yeah, peaky blinders. Restore my ego. Jesus Lord. Silly Murphy. Mercy. There you go. Yeah. No, but you gotta, you gotta get you gotta get one. Yeah. There you go. There you go. 
You got to get one where a hat is covering his face. <laughs> <laughs> Just cover the top portion of his there eyes. Cover the hair. There it is. Oh, God. It's hilarious. I watched so, that show and I about freaked out because there were some episodes where it's like in dark shadow. And I'm literally going like, oh, my God. It's me. That's me when I was 16. <laughs> <laughs> like my identical twin. So, yeah, you still um, do kind of have us a little indentation. Yeah. But on the inside, though, like I'm talking about internally where you're, where the tumor was in, the, on your brain. Your so brain the, doesn't just like pop out like a like a sponge. No, it doesn't. So the meningioma is is a is a tumor growth and out uh, an uncontrolled growth of cellular you know material of the menges and the menges is a film or material that wraps the brain. I thought that's what happens when you smoke weed and you get really hungry. Yes, there. No, that's not it at all. Oh. Um, <clears throat> the menges it facilitates your cerebral spinal fluid um, and also helps protect your brain from. Uh, concussion stuff. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, you've heard of meningitis. Yes. Usually housed in the uh, the spinal cord mm -hmm. right there, at the base of the skull. Um, form of that. Okay. Okay. Um, it grows on the outside of the brain, and it basically, you know, obviously there's the skull that doesn't move, and so it starts to push that malleable material of brain matter mm -hmm. in another direction. Now, people have looked at pictures of brains before, and usually there's that that left hemisphere, right hemisphere, and in the middle is a nice little canyon. Mm -hmm. Okay, there's a name for it, and I totally forgot. Crevasse. Cre well, no, it's not called a crevasse. Oh. Although, yes, that is a name for... <laughs> a canyon-like... A canyon-like yes. But not crevasse. Okay. Um, it's actually got a name. I can't remember what it is. Um, but that section where the tumor was had pushed that portion of the brain over by uh, two centimeters. And in the brain world, two centimeters is like... A lot. Yeah. Like massive amounts. A lot can happen in two centimeters yeah. in your brain. The uh, doctor, after I was out of surgery, came in and said he couldn't even believe I was still alive, that I survived the surgery, um, because uh, apparently the um, meningioma tumors are very venual. Ven ven mm -hmm. A lot of veins grow them. They feed off of the blood sugar, these types of tumors, blood sugar in your, in your body, which explains why I absolutely love... The tonight dough. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. You, your body it's just why, could not get enough sugar. It's your why brain, it's so much more amazing your tumor than the Americano just, dream. It was just, no. no. I mean, you, that's it the gives brain tumor me everything talking. I need to feel fulfilled. See, you, you, this is the brain tumor still talking. <laughs> no, they got it all. <laughs> but but your tumor was causing you to want to eat a lot more sugar. Uh, Well, that's what they say. My desire for chocolate has not diminished <laughs> at all. I, I look at it this way. It's a survival of the fittest during Halloween, in my opinion. Like, mm. if you have a chocolate bar, I don't care if you're a four-year-old. No. Mm -mm. <laughs> I'm Look, taking it. That's mine. Look, Give me that you will snickers. understand this when you're older. Yeah. Actually, they may not, because currently right now, the cocoa plant is dying off. I heard they about They actually say this. by 2050, chocolate may become extinct. Yeah. So I'm hoping I'm dead before that. <clears throat> Just saying. Because I cannot live without chocolate. Well, a lot can happen in 20 years. So yes, very venu very venual. And the so for you anatomy freaks, the my carotid artery, we've all heard that word before. Mm -hmm. you don't want to cut it. Don't want to cut it. No. Yeah, that's a big boy. Mm -hmm. Bleed out very fast. Um, less than 30 seconds, I believe. Wow. Extensive. And so um, basically my carotid artery, my, crani my middle cranial artery, and my medial cranial vein were all grafted into this tumor. Mm. They were actually feeding this uh, tumor with, with the blood sugar that I ingested regularly so 
Yeah. And so... Oh, that's where I was going with it. So um, when they're cutting that tumor out piece by piece, they have to cauterize those veins and, and arteries mm. so you don't bleed out. Well, that machine broke twice. Mid-surgery? Sur- Mid-surgery. The first one broke, they went and got another one. The other one broke, and they had to fly another one in. No that's what I was shit. Told, which is why the surgery took so long. And then why that doctor came in and was literally, he was crying in my... <gasps> uh, my uh, uh, operating room? ICU unit, yeah. And I'm like, he's like, he's like, he's like, literally, dude, you have the strongest heart I've ever seen. Holy shit, dude! Like, you should not be here. And I went, I've got a little boy. That's why I'm here. Yeah. Um. And uh, yeah, I I survived that, and it has been a it has been an uphill climb ever since. It's yeah. not an easy um thing to uh, recover from. Well, and, and uh, we're not going to go into too great of detail, but mm-hmm. a lot of life changes have happened since you mm-hmm. you unfortunately separated from your wife. Yep. And you're you're yeah. and but you and your son, the bear, the bear. He's uh you guys are doing great. He's 3 years old now. He is 3 years old and probably the most amazing creation I have ever had the blessed um opportunity to be a part of and that and i i mean that not for like we've talked about my opinion about the responsibilities of parents mm-hmm. and the responsibility of children especially uh, a father especially a father mm-hmm. um especially a father for all um and this can kind of segue us into that if you want um yeah kids need their dads and there's not enough of us out there. Absolutely. Not even, I mean like literally, and this is coming not from me reading a lot of opinion pieces. This is coming from observational moments. Living it. Like living it. Doing it. And seeing what people are willing to do, what they're unwilling to do, and the shit that they bitch about Mm -hmm. when it's not going their way. And they wonder why. Hmm. And I go, it's really, really not that hard. Look at the man in the <clears throat> mirror. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a free, it's a, my little, watching him grow is like, <laughs> like people are all, you guys are all obsessed with reality TV. Shut your TV off and just watch your kid. Yeah. Like he, or, why, Live in the moment. Yeah. yeah. Like go outside with them. This is what's important to that person in this moment in time. These are the formidable years. Yeah. Absolutely. Like even now I'm getting, well, now that my football season is over. Um, are you referring to the 49ers? I'm referring to the 49ers. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're not a part of, you're not on the team. So it's not like no, my, no, my no. season's over. No, I'm returning. No, no, no. That's where I disagree. That is still my team. It is the 49ers, San Francisco 49ers. I am a fan okay where i hold allegiance sure you could do that but you could them. also say that you know <clears throat> you could still enjoy watching the rest of the season but it's not your season your season no, is my season's over, over. No. my season's over your season as a fan is over my season no my season of hope is over <laughs> <laughs> welcome. it's done welcome uh, to welcome. the raiders side no yeah well mm-hmm. true and i do have a bombshell to drop on you today uh-oh uh, yeah um so I'm, well before we get too far away from the uh yeah the, the, yeah. the your father talk yeah that is it yeah absolutely. i i do want to use this opportunity to create a segue because sure. we have to go make some steak okay we have to go do some barbecuing sure so i think while we're doing the barbecue we can reopen this conversation and finish off with your 
uh, your uh, observations of being a single father. And I get to eat your meat. And you'll eat my meat uh, in the process. I can't wait to Does that sound good? I am going to eat your meat. All right. Thank you, Michael. We'll pick this up <laughs> in uh, in a few minutes. Right. The Rad 